What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside of the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, this is episode 53 of the podcast. 53. Yeah, so exciting, so exciting. We keep growing, keep getting bigger, planned our next trip out to L.A. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be exciting. It's going to be I so mean, exciting. It's going to be an epic birthday for sure. Hell, yeah. Going on my birthday week. For I'm sure. Blast. And, you know, it's funny that you should mention holy moly. Holy uh, moly. Our our. Our hosts, everybody should know this week, it's myself, The Mouth, yes. and Logan, J-Lo, fantastic, newly ordained minister, holy moly. Holy moly, holy J-Lo, moly. fantastic. J-Lo, fantastic. <laughs> and the one and only Latte Tavia. What's up? <laughs> protein bar. Eating a protein, protein. bar, this show requires a really lot of Yeah, you need to be prepared. <laughs> you need to be prepared. <laughs> oh, man. But we need to send a special shout out and a special thank you to our folks over at East Beach Specialties, the Sponsor of this podcast, so here's a little something of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now it is time for some industry news, man. We got a lot to talk about, like man. 21 Savage being a UK resident and coming over here illegally and Liam Neeson, I am not racist. That's like Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Ted Bundy. Yeah, like right. a whole bunch of Let's stuff. Let's just jump in because we got just a lot do it. to talk about. Let's just do it. The top thing, Liam Neeson, I am not a racist. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if you have seen any of this, Tavia, but apparently... A situation happened a long time ago. It was in Northern Ireland, right, where he's from? Right. And his friend, a female friend of his, got raped by an African-American male. So, of course, I mean, you'd be angered by this, right? Well, what he decided to do was, like, every night for, like, a month or something, he would go into basically African-American neighborhoods looking for just a random African-American man to beat up and try to kill yeah 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 he he and he basically used racial slurs slurs. when he found out about it saying i'm i'm out to kill such and such yeah and um i get the whole anger thing i think i would you you know you find out a friend of yours has been raped or somebody close to you has been raped and but the idea of going into a predominantly black neighborhood hoping he and his exact words were like hoping that somebody would start something with him for being in the neighborhood so that he could basically kill them yeah that seems a little like here's what i'm mad about like that was crazy that was super crazy but let's admit it we've all done stupid shit when we were young yeah but now for him to like bring it up again and like say some stuff about it i just don't like the way he said it like yeah. you're coming off as racist. I don't care if you are, you aren't. Well, I mean, of course we do care. I shouldn't right. say that, but um, you're coming <laughs> off as really racist. And I don't know if maybe that's because he's from another country. You know, I I, I mean, I get. If, first of all, we should say it's probably wouldn't even be an issue. But we've talked about this numerous times, and yet again, somebody who clearly has way too much time on their hands mm-hmm. has dug this up from decades yeah, ago this exactly. happened decades ago it didn't happen yesterday no decades ago some troll found it put it out there mm-hmm. now liam has to discuss it yeah but i agree with you i think the way that he discussed it probably could have been handled a little bit different maybe right. didn't come off the right way uh, yeah 
And then to just basically come out and, you, you know, this whole... I was looking for black people. Yeah. yeah, like... How do you make a statement like, I was looking for black people yeah, to kill, to kill. say, I'm not a racist? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, as you guys have seen, he's got a new movie coming out, uh, Cold does. Pursuit. And with all this controversy surrounding him as a person, Lionsgate has chose to cancel the premiere of that because of all this shit. Yeah, canceled uh, several red carpet yeah. events, and it's. I just he, he has a particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah, like, like he couldn't find somebody or, like you know all those weeks he was trying. I mean, he's got a particular uh, set of skills. Right. I will find it was, you. I will yeah. kill you. Apparently, not in real life. I mean, you know, yeah, just, it's uh, just a crazy situation. It, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it just—it's unfortunate that you know we kind of talked about this last week with Jesse, and we'll get into that too. But it's unfortunate that in 2019 we have to be discussing these yeah. things. It, it's it's a problem that's agreed. Agreed. Let us know what you think. What do you think about the whole Liam Neeson thing? Add us on Twitter or like whatever. Let us know your comments. So should be interesting. I hope eventually one day the future human people will look back and see how silly we were, you know, and and how silly we could be. Yes. Biologically, I know that culturally and, you know, in a lot of other ways, yes, race is a real thing. But biologically, there are no races. If you don't believe me or you think I'm not correct, you can look it up. There actually is no separate races. It's true. And it's... I can't stress enough. It's ridiculous that this type of stuff has to keep happening. Exactly. Um, so let's just jump right back into it. Uh, last week, as we said, uh, Jesse Smollett from Empire yep. was uh, attacked yeah. in Chicago and uh, apparently a hate crime, um, both for his sexual orientation and his race. Mm-hmm. So he made his first public appearance afterwards this past Saturday. He performed at the uh, Troubadour Club in uh, Hollywood. Uh, had a pretty big audience, over mm-hmm. 300 people. Yeah. Um, he did clarify some things. He wanted to let them know that his doctors, both in L.A. and Chicago, cleared him. So, you know, he wasn't doing it. And yeah. he also clarified, cleaned up some of the stuff about whether he was or was not cooperating with mm-hmm. police with the phone records right. and why he waited yeah, to Yeah, because they were it. saying, like, he wouldn't hand over his phone and right. stuff like that. Yeah, Right. And so he cleared up all of the... the Stuff that's out there, I guess the misleading information that's yeah. out there, and kind of kind of went that route. We should say he's now back at work in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, filming Empire. And <laughs> the Chicago police did release a statement saying that while he's there filming back in Chicago, they do want to speak to him again, yeah, uh, because of the ongoing investigation. Yeah, uh, they apparently have found more surveillance footage mm-hmm. uh, surrounding the time leading up to it, uh, but that video hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Now, here, here's the crazy stuff about this. Mm. Because of all the misinformation out there about whether he would or would not turn over his phone, right. and wh- you know, why is he holding a Subway sandwich when he's walking into his apartment and, like, all that. There's this, like, giant, huge group of people out there that are claiming now it's all a hoax and they yeah. lied about it and made the whole thing up yeah. to somehow get promotion or attention before the release of his new album. <sighs> That's crazy. There's and, a hashtag going around on Twitter that is Jesse Smollett hoax. Yeah. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah, it is really... Now, let, let me be the first to say that if it turns out it is a hoax, I'll be I'll be shocked. Seriously. And really disappointed really disappointed but this idea that he would somehow 
make up all of this to get promotion for for an album. An album. Yeah, he has to know that if it comes out that it is a hoax, the backlash that he's going to exactly. receive, not to mention the potential criminal charges yeah. for filing a false report. In no way would that be worth promotion for no. the album. I mean, yeah. like he's on one of the hottest TV shows right now. Exactly. So why even? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there no rational, you know, thought or, or train of thought would say this is a good idea. Yeah. So, and we should say that the Chicago police, even though they said they do want to speak to him again or whatever, um, they did release a statement saying that in this point of the investigation, they have no reason to believe that he's not being honest with them right and they are continuing to treat him as a victim Mm -hmm. and working the case then they did very carefully say though (laughs) however because people (laughs) relentlessly with this hoax story kept pushing the uh chicago police superintendent about what if it is what if it is what Mm -hmm. if it is and while he didn't directly say jesse he just he did make it clear that anyone who files a false report with the police faces criminal charges yeah. so any very careful anyone, anyone. he didn't say him jussie yeah. does no. or you know mr smollett or right. it was anyone who files a false report faces criminal charges yeah so but again he's stressed at this point they have no reason to believe that he's not telling the truth yeah it's amazing um, to me the way people think they know everything they're not they don't have all the facts right they're not in on the investigation they're not yeah. there they weren't there when it happened and yet they are just certain that they know that it's a hoax yeah. or they know this or that. It, yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's cr- And the, the idea that this whole thing is a hoax because he was carrying a Subway sandwich. Right. I don't know many people that have been in traumatic events, you know, like a beat down like yeah. that or like, or losing somebody or something. But I can tell you this. You're not in your right mind. Yeah. You do things and you're not even aware that you're doing things like, you know, I can speak from my own just like when I lost my brother, you're in this like mindset that you continue to do things that other people would perceive yeah. not to be normal but you're not even like really aware that you're doing yeah. it because you're still in shock like so out of it yeah yeah like so carrying his sandwich yeah. that he just got at subway or even going to subway after being right. attacked exactly he might not even realize he did it exactly so this, this idea that oh it must be a hoax because he's carrying a subway sandwich exactly like, what i know i mean it just it's ridiculous it is ridiculous so like I, you know i think it'd be you know useful for all these people who have these so certain opinions what where's your criminal is uh you know your criminal what's the word i'm thinking of degree degree well yeah degree yeah, criminal but the justice, criminal uh, justice degree yeah. where is your you know where's your psychology degree where yeah, you can yeah. explain why why that mean, means it's a hoax where where is exactly. any of your validation and why you're so qualified because you you spend hours and you have the supposed eagle eye from mm-hmm. twitter no mm-hmm. right like i didn't no, see no bag bitch you don't yeah. know anything. And again, and again, we we uh, we we have to stress that if it does turn out to be a hoax, then we're going to be as shocked as everybody. Yeah, we'll have that as a future topic if that's the case. Right. But I feel like to somehow say that it is without knowing everything, you have to take this man at his word. Mm-hmm. You have to take the fact that this happened because if you don't initially, now I'm saying that it's an ongoing investigation. We don't know, and we won't know until everything is released. But if you don't take somebody at their word about an attack like this then victims who are legitimately being brutalized exactly. like will be scared to come forward mm-hmm. because they're going to the be judged. the whole message of the Me Too movement? Yeah. yeah. And just because it's a man doesn't mean it doesn't still apply. In exactly. fact, it's, it should be even more.
more relevant that this happens to men and women. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned before, sometimes men are even more um, unwilling or afraid to come out and say that they've been attacked because because people don't believe them as much. You know what I mean? Right. Because people are like, well, you're a man. Why don't you just fight him off? Or exactly. you're a man. Why wouldn't you want to, if it were a woman, you know, there's situations like that where a woman sexually harasses a man. They say, well, you're a guy. Why wouldn't you want a woman to come on to you? Right. And so these ideas mm-hmm. and these stereotypes are what keep people from saying stuff. And it's exactly the whole Me Too movement yeah. message is you shouldn't, you know, blame people for how they act or how long it takes them to come out, you know, that you, and you should believe them until there's some reason not to. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point yeah. of the justice exactly. system is to find out what happened, who's at fault, and to take some kind of action about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is how sick some of these people are. They're like actually making comments like comparing him to Bow Wow. Well, his face didn't look nearly as messed up as Bow Wow's who got in fight with a girl, but Jesse got beat up by two guys and oh didn't my get beat. I'm like, are you seriously Seriously. comparing whose face got more messed up because somebody did something? First of all, Jussie's the victim. Yeah. Until, like Tavia said, until proven otherwise, he's the victim, and you're comparing him to a guy who committed exactly the 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 offense allegedly. Let me say allegedly. (laughs) We don't know, but it sure looked like. Yeah, I mean, he's all scratched up. Yeah, he was all scratched up. But I mean, to even like make these comparisons or somehow kind of compare these things and say one must be true and one must not because of. you don't know exactly well going back to what you were saying tavia it takes me back to that sean Collin young interview we had where he was talking about man up it's always like that you're supposed to be a man you're supposed to be tougher you're supposed to be tough as nails like right. no it's not like that people we also have feelings i'm That's just right. saying we do. So. And, and to be fair jesse did say he fought back he yeah fought like hell back. yeah that could be why his face isn't as badly dead maybe he fought yeah maybe he yeah. put a whooping on him trying to like you know yeah i mean we don't know there's exactly. plenty of reasons i mean there are people who get jumped every day who aren't physically all exactly messed up. i mean exactly. especially because i think from the report initial report that they released and they did release it even though some of it was redacted they were like kicking him in the ribs mm. and in the in the midsection mm-hmm. and stuff well his face is not gonna be fucking exactly kicking him in the ribs mm. and i mean it's just yeah Goodness gracious. Just, we'll keep the obviously yeah. this is an ongoing story. Yeah. As our friend Doug Walker would say, it's a fluid uh, situation. It's a fluid situation. A fluid situation. We'll keep you updated. Uh, <laughs> but yes. we will and we'll continue to stay on facts. Yes, exactly. Facts. Yes. And we'll follow the investigation and when facts are released, we'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of more facts that no one else knew about, um, twenty one Savage was arrested by ICE in Atlanta on Sunday night, Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. For overstaying his visa guys apparently he was a uk citizen and he's been over in the united states since he was seven years old and like from being a hip-hop buff and everything everyone was expecting this guy to come from atlanta like he talks about zone six like he's from there he's one of the main rappers from there but he came over to the u.s when he was seven years old and then his like visa expired a year later and what's crazy to me is he was busted in 2014 on drug charges and they didn't catch him for that then. Like right. his visa had been expired for what? So I mean, like five, ten, or like six years, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So why did you not catch it's him? Probably then? emblematic of the political culture right now. That's mm-hmm. probably not something they were really focusing on as much at that time. But that that's a good point. You know, that wasn't that wasn't a huge thing of you know deport everybody that you know is not here legally. Right. Um, well, let's be honest about it. I mean, under the Obama administration, there were sanctuary cities and a lot of catch and release. I mean, catch yeah. Re- I mean, it's just fact. There was catch yeah. and release. So a lot of times, even though they knew <coughs> that these were illegal immigrants or people not here properly, they yeah. were 
not detained. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you got like you say, it's a drug charge. Exactly. How do you not know? Somebody on a drug charge and check the status. Exactly. That seems really weird to me. Yeah. Apparently, according to his lawyer. The rapper filed uh, some paperwork in 2017 trying to get his visa renewed because he came a- became aware of the problem. But, I mean, you don't really know of it when you're eight years old. I mean, That's what I was right. thinking. Yeah, like it's you don't. It's not really his responsibility to exactly. keep up with that as a child. Exactly. You know? But then, um, so I guess he's been trying to get paperwork through since like 2017 and no one has gotten back to him. So that's really strange to me. So that's really weird. But Georgia Congressman Hank Johnson even wrote a letter to the immigration judge working on his case asking to release him because he is a valuable member of the community helping with charities and giving back to the young people so it's gonna this is also another story that we're just gonna keep on following and see what happens because it's it's really convoluted to try and get your citizenship and everything to go through Mm -hmm. one of of my friends at starbucks caroline um she's finally getting her test date and she just got it i Mm -hmm. think for april or something like that and it's been years that she's been working on getting her citizenship and just having to renew her visa over and over and over again but luckily she was already an adult by the time that Mm -hmm. she came over and had had several family members live in both the united states and uk so they understood the processes and what you had to do but if you don't have anyone to guide you you don't have anyone that knows the trouble that you can get into if something lapses then you don't know exactly living your life and listen this is part of the problem Mm -hmm. i know everybody's got an opinion on trump and the border wall and Mm -hmm. immigration and all this kind of stuff and illegal immigration is a massive problem yeah but a part of that problem is that it is so hard to do it legally mm-hmm. like the, the amount it's expensive and the amount of red tape and the years that it takes to come over here legally exactly i can see why people want to kind of just sneak across yeah. i mean not saying that i'm agreeing no that, no no but i can see why that's an issue i mean exactly. because the people who do try to do it legally there's just Oh my! Yeah, I mean, and it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens because he now has three children here, and I mean, he's a very successful hip hop artist touring all around the country, and I think that's what it was. He was about to go on tour overseas, mm-hmm. and then like that's when ICE became aware of it. Because well, because yeah. if if he doesn't, he he might not have been allowed back into back the in. U.S. Exactly. when he tried to come back. Yeah, here's the thing. I just feel like this should be an easy situation because as long as I don't know what happened with the drug charges, but clearly he wasn't charged. Yeah, or. or I think they were dropped because his lawyer said he wasn't convicted of any felonies. Then then there you go. Then this should be an easy fix. If he's he's performing and he's getting paid and he's got a record deal, a work visa should be pretty simple. Yeah. And if he's got kids who are American citizens, Mm -hmm. he should be be able to get a visa to stay as their parent here. Well, also, has he been paying taxes in the American? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's another thing, too. I just feel like this is probably as long as he stays clean mm-hmm. and he's not doing anything criminal. Yeah. This should be a pretty easy fix. Yeah. I mean, just like yeah. let the guy stay. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, like we said, it's a developing situation and we will let you know what happens. Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, sticking with kind of the 21 Savage thing, Demi Lovato was seeing all of these memes coming out on Super Bowl Sunday that were concerning 21 Savage and making him like. Uh, quoting his songs, but then, you know, adding some English flavor to it, mm-hmm. like, you know, making it a little funny. But I guess, like, she got some real backlash on Twitter for from that. She comes, I mean, she tweeted, the best part of the Super Bowl is these 21 Savage memes. Yeah. And I mean, they were pretty funny. I'm not even going to lie. But she got some backlash, and they were like, you obviously don't care about his freedom and, like, calling her racist and just a whole bunch of different stuff. So she is the latest celebrity to leave Twitter. Yeah. And 
rightfully so because she i mean just coming fresh out of rehab and like all that stuff you don't yeah, need all that negativity depression exactly and, 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 yeah, i mean i the last thing she needs is people bullying yeah her you really and, don't like, need all that you know coming at her it's but. a volatile world on twitter now like it's mm-hmm. it doesn't take but like just the one slip up and people it's vicious people it's, are savage it it, it, it's like literally uh, it's not even it's almost like not even fun anymore no. and then, yeah. i think it's it might make twitter implode on itself if it, if it keeps being this hostile environment where every little thing you do and say is super criticized and mm-hmm. taken way out of context and way too literally yep. then what's the fun of it anymore why is anyone gonna exactly. want to be on twitter exactly. anymore exactly. exactly and then i mean it comes down to because anybody that likes you know the idea is well they have to regulate it more and if you see this type of bullying or whatever you need to be, but then the argument comes in well it's free speech uh, right. you know i can mm-hmm. say whatever i want yeah. if, she, I, if i didn't think it was funny and i think she's a you know yeah. this or that, i can say that yeah and, but so one man's bullying is another person's free speech and then it, so regulating yeah. it and what's right and what's wrong it, it's just i think tavy's got a point it might implode on itself exactly how do you regulate well that? i mean for example like the other day i was going through and searching podcast recommendations because i'm some of you may know that the way I like to promote the podcast is by searching podcast recommendations, see if anyone has tweeted about it, see if they're looking for podcast recommendations, and then give them a t- uh, link to our podcast. Well, I did that to this one girl, and she replied, ooh, what the fuck is this? Right. It's like, that's so unnecessary. Right. Like, you didn't no, even have to say anything. Right. And we should say that when you click on her link, she's like a porn star. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ew, what the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly. clearly you don't pay attention to anything outside of porn, but I mean, exactly. Like, Exactly. You know. I was just like, that's so unnecessary. Yeah. Like, sorry, which, we're not a porn cast. We're yeah, a podcast. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, but you're right. Like, you know, just yeah. you asked for something. We suggested something. And what? Because we didn't click on. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't. It, yeah. it was really weird. It's a very crazy place right now. It is. And I mean, very crazy place enough to where. The highlight of the Super Bowl. People were saying the highlight of this Super Bowl <laughs> was Adam Levine's nipples. Oh. Of which I'm just gonna be honest, I couldn't even see them. I like he's, he's got tattooed so up. Many yeah, tattoos. I feel like uh, you know I couldn't even find nipples if I was yeah, looking for nipples. Like, what's wrong like, with his nipples? I, they were like they were right calling them? them ugly. That they, they were oh, just like just yeah, talking just, about them on Twitter yeah, randomly. It was yeah, really weird. Some, it would make me uncomfortable if they were talking huge about my nipples. Debate like, on whether he should have gone shirtless or not gone yeah. shirtless. Yeah, I'm just gonna say though i am really 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 upset we talked about it last week mm-hmm. we were all excited all excited like, especially when they announced that squidward was going to introduce but you no. know like, oh, they got a sweet victory sweet but vic- no. no 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 squidward introduced travis scott right it was yeah like, tra- yeah you like, got like the horns of sweet victory the very beginning like yeah. the bum, 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 and then it was travis song scott yeah like, or, uh, uh, yeah it was just like what why, yeah. why would Squidward introduce Travis Scott? Where did anybody think that that would be okay? And boy, SpongeBob People were fans went off. They yeah. were not happy. They yeah. were like, no, this isn't what we were yeah. expecting. I'm with them. Yeah, I'm seriously. With them. I was so excited. Yeah. They had a chance to like really do something epic, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. No. They didn't do it. I mean, but to me... <laughs> the parts of the Super Bowl I I enjoyed the most was the singing of the national anthem, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she what, was really good. Oh my yeah, Gladys. Gladys. Nice. Yeah, Gladys. I, mean, I didn't know that that was who was singing it, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah here we go. And she and did then, it pipless. Yeah, like I mean, she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, she didn't even have the pips. Yeah, so she just yeah. like nailed it. Yeah, like, well, and, and the two girls, those twins sang, or whatever, yes, those they were really so good. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that, I that was that. yeah, that and was probably the highlight. Yeah, there. because I honestly there was only like a handful and a handful is giving too much credit. Like there was only a handful of commercials that I enjoyed. Yeah. The game wasn't that good and I was disappointed in the halftime show because I know SpongeBob. So Yeah, yeah. and you know, I I really, really disappointed in Adam Levine. Yeah. Because I mean I've seen him live. He just he's looked phenomenal. off phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. He's a phenomenal performer. This guy can sing his ass off. He can play guitar. He's a brilliant pro- and yeah, just something was not yeah. clicking on, on Super Bowl Sunday. It he just sounded was not. a little out of breath to me yeah yeah honestly and it, it just, got better like uh, to me his performance got better as it went yeah. on but at first like i don't know if he jogged up there right maybe like, that was not a good idea yeah. <laughs> but i don't know it just uh-huh. he sounded a little out of breath to me kudos yeah. to disney though because they dropped some end game and some captain marvel yeah stuff, and that they were kick ass uh, yeah i was like all right this is good yeah this is good. but which apparently the russo brothers are just trying to throw everybody off but we can talk about that yeah, on a we'll different show later yeah on. what yeah but, um yeah so yeah yeah just uh, well we should mention um the lowest rated and least watched Super Bowl in like the last decade. Yeah, only. I was surprised by the LA numbers. Yeah. Like there was only like thirty two percent of people in LA actually yeah. watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's because they were all in New Orleans. <laughs> right, right. No, all kidding aside, I'm sure New Orleans would like to take credit because, as anybody who knows, they did this huge boycott. Don't they watch did? It. Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to anger take parade. For, yeah, it was <laughs> only like twenty percent. Like yeah. watched in New Orleans, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, that said, it still had a hundred and three million. Yeah, exactly. People it's it the still Super like Bowl, a huge event. Yeah, but, I mean, but and so we get. Well, I mean, we can just jump right into that. Netflix, Netflix. For if people weren't watching, well, they weren't watching Netflix. Yeah. Netflix tweeted during and then afterwards confirmed that they saw a thirty-two percent drop in streaming. During the Super Bowl. Mm. I mean, you so, know, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, like the Olympics, the Super yeah. Bowl, NBA playoffs, I mean, there's like just big some things, things like that. that people yeah. are going to tune in and watch. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, you know. Netflix. I was at work. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> if I had a choice, I would have been streaming. I would have been streaming. I was, That's I was right. working. That's, That's right. so funny. And more exciting news about Netflix. I mean, we have to have this show and talk about Netflix. Yeah. Of course. I mean, and, and all the other companies. And all the other companies. But Netflix is partnering with Nickelodeon for some. Netflix original animated films. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's really exciting. That's a good combo right there. Agreed. Oh, yeah. and, but you know what's I interesting? I forgot about Nickelodeon. I know. Yeah, they kind of just, I mean, basically since I got rid of cable, I just kind of yeah, forgot about yeah. them forgot too. About them. Yeah. yeah, but the interesting thing is Nickelodeon is Viacom. Yeah, which oh. is Paramount. Which is Paramount. Is, you know, <laughs> uh, so that's that's going to be... Well, I, I mean, this makes sense, though, because Disney's yanking all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so Netflix needs... Partners, kids, yeah. You know, it kids needs... content, kids programming. Yeah. And so it only makes sense to go to Nickelodeon. I mean, you know, exactly. that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and they've obviously been pumping out a lot of new stuff recently. A lot. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen their new, like, open original animations for mm. their for their for It's their pretty films. cool. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be for their original films right? yeah so that's pretty cool yeah it's really cool and some more exciting stuff they conquered india and they were just doing amazing over there now they're going to spain they have they have five new uh originals developing over there in spain for right. specifically for spain right so. and, and reed hastings and ted sarandos have been talking about this for years that their plan to target the international markets 
is to make shows that are shot there and for their people. They're yeah. not just bringing American shows over there. No, yeah. They feel like how we're going to get these yeah. markets is to actually produce and create content for yeah. them in their exactly. area. And it's clearly... It only helps I mean, the economy over there, yeah, too. Yeah. It's freaking I mean, amazing. And you're guaranteeing subscribers because they're going to want to see their own stuff. I mean... Exactly. And uh, here's the crazy thing, though. It's actually working in reverse for them, too, because well, apparently some of these stuff, like you said, in India are so popular, they're coming over here and being subtitled, yeah. and they're doing huge in America, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's it's... It's yeah. working great. For what, what Ted Sarandos say? Make your content better than free. Yeah, yep. make your content better than free, <laughs> yeah. so that people will pay for it. Exactly. I mean, and, and they clearly. And this next one just cracks me up. Like all the controversy about the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, they're like, yeah, this we don't is give a crazy. Shit. We yeah. don't give a shit. No, we want more controversy. So <laughs> they paid nine million dollars to get the film. Yeah, the the Zac Efron film. They're like, oh, oh you don't want to see the thing. Well, now you're gonna see the film. Yeah, <laughs> it's mean, fine. Like, I mean, you know, care. people. There was a lot of people angry about the trailer, like yeah. idolizing Bundy. I mean, right, Zef. It's the Zach Efron, right? And like making him out to be a pretty boy or whatever. But I mean, like we talked about last week, the a survivor came forth and said this is okay because this is what really happened. Yeah, it needs to be a true description. So. Yeah, and and so now now the question is though, uh, we need to dig deeper and maybe we'll come back to it now on next week's show. Dig deeper into this deal is like, are they going to yeah. theatrically? Are they going to be the distributor mm. to theatrically release the film, mm. or is this deal only on after on, it's released? They're yeah. going to air it on there because you know they're all into the the, the theater game now. This so. this would be a good one to release in the theaters. I agree. I mean Zac right. Efron, I feel like it's a good bet. It's a and good shot. Lily Collins. I mean, yeah, Zac I forgot Efron about Lily Collins. I'm feeling like it's a good one to put out in the yeah. theaters. And if they're, mm. I mean, I know it's going to be theatrically yeah. released. I just don't know if there's a different distribution deal or if Netflix right. this deal includes yeah. theatrical distribution. Yeah. So Lily you know. Collins got a nice little relationship with Netflix. Yeah. I mean that uh to the bone. To the bone. Well, yeah. Phenomenal. To, and yeah. now yeah, this our one. forever guest Rebecca Candy. Yeah, yeah so she was in that. Lily Collins, yeah. Yes. Um go go back and listen to any of those episodes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. She's been on like five thousand of them. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, if it ends in a zero and it was a big episode, Rebecca Kennedy is on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, you can bank on that you can bank on oh my right. god you know what we can bank on michael b jordan putting out some amazing content mm. recently or just soon because yeah. i mean we talked about last week i believe that he signed a first look film deal with warner brothers well get this yep. he signed a first look tv deal with amazon yeah this dude is rocking and yeah. rolling oh, man you should say okay he has and if you haven't seen it uh Jayla, do you remember the name, the the little black and white interview show with, mm. with the guy, the photographer? Yeah, I know what you're talking interviews. about, but no, I don't know. I, I, I don't can't remember. remember. Look it up on Netflix. It, yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Look under documentaries, you'll find it. But anyway, he kind of talks about this, about how his vision, his goal, very similar to what Mark Wahlberg said a few years back. He wants to build a, his own self-contained empire. Yeah. Meaning... Full. He packages everything. He creates it, writes it, produces it, distributes it, stars in it, directs yeah. it. You know his own little basic studio. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So he he's got a company, and I, I mean he signs with the film deal with Warner. Yeah, now it's a TV deal. He's doing it. Yeah, I mean this guy is like getting. It's so like, inspiring, man. Being a young creator yeah. as like myself, just seeing that happen and seeing that it's real. It yeah. Can, it can happen if you have the drive, the determination, and that's just an overall great guy, it seems like. Yeah, I oh, mean, without doubt. Yeah, Emily yeah. Peachy would know, one of our previous guests that that's we've right. met out there. That's she right. would know. She met with him. Yep. Did you ever see the, the thing on Twitter where the, that one w woman 
photoshopped picture of Michael B. Jordan with her oh, God. and was like treating it like a missed, what is it? Missed encounters or lost encounters. Or <laughs> where she was like saying like, I met this great guy. He's so cute. You might know who he is. Please help me find him. And oh everyone's like, God, that's, that's Michael B. Jordan. There's all kinds of jokes like, yeah, I think maybe he uh, sometimes wears like a Black Panther suit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, that's well, no, well, no, a different suit. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, you can edit that out. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, so they actually, she actually got to meet him and like so Twitter epic. like got it to him and he actually went and met with her and took a real picture with oh, her man. instead of being an obviously photoshopped photo. And it's just so funny because she got mad when people told her like, that's fake. That's photoshopped. And she's like, don't be jealous. I really met this. She was <laughs> she so defensive of it. Super offended. But, I mean, it yeah. totally made because he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, seriously. Go do this, yeah. This kind of, but it also shows that Amazon is not kidding around. Remember, mm. they said that they were going to kind of slow down on the original film type stuff yeah. and focus highly on, on TV. TV. Mm-hmm. And I mean, signing Michael B. Jordan to do TV yeah. projects is is yeah. I mean that's a serious move. Yeah, I think just with the success of the marvelous Miss Maisel mm-hmm. and, and like you know they're 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 starting to hit and they're yeah. like let's continue this let's keep getting big name yeah. creators and seriously I mean, so this guy's gonna pump out it's exciting stuff. What I'm what I'm curious about though is because now it, apparently it's been confirmed that Killmonger is probably coming coming back. back. That's Panther epic too. How does Disney feel about him signing with Amazon? Uh, yeah, and Warner, like Warner. Brothers, like, like yeah, wait a minute, bro. Yeah, hold like, on. But then again, maybe Disney passed on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe they didn't even know, have a gotta, meeting. Got to do yeah. what you got to do. Got to hang the shingle with whoever gives you the exactly, offer. Exactly, exactly. Good enough offer. Just saying, just saying. This next one, uh, it's starting to transition. Starting the transition. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel will be the first film, Marvel film, that will not be on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has noticed. Endgame, or not Endgame, Infinity War is on there, Black Panther's on there, Ant-Man and the Wasp just recently got on yep. Netflix, yep. Yeah. so this is going to be the first one that'll probably go to Disney+. Plus. Yep, oh, wow. which is really, uh, you know, and it's going to, unfortunately for Netflix, but good for Disney, mm-hmm. it, it's apparently tracking to be another massive hit. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. I mean, uh, $150 million <clears throat> opening weekend so far is what Epic. it's looking like to yeah. track, and that, that would be one of the biggest opening weekends for a Marvel film outside of the avengers yeah so like for as a solo film yeah i mean one of the biggest so yeah that's epic that's gonna be huge and hero I, I mean, hero yeah that's right we mm-hmm. all need a hero we do, we a do. Hero. Yes. Um, that's a brilliant marketing campaign it is. i mean it, it is I, I gotta say though I, I just read this and i was kind of disappointed because you know <laughs> they've got her pet in there yeah you know? and the 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 pet is initially in the comic books if you're geeks and you know we have a lot of geeks who listen, and I'm a geek. It's okay. Uh, was named Chewy, you know, after Chewbacca and everything. And you know, with Spider-Man in Civil War and mm-hmm. every referencing and right. Strikes Back, yeah. they've established that the you know Star Wars universe it exists is. in yeah. the MCU and up. But apparently, they've changed the name of her pet to Goose mm. instead of and. Uh, I, you know, but I guess it kind of makes sense. The reasoning, I guess, that was thrown out there is that it's set in the nineties. Yeah. Um. You know, early nineties, eighty six, and it's a it's a reference to Top Gun mm. and Goose for Top. It Gun. It makes sense. Kind of like why they changed. Yeah, it. Yeah, and she was a pilot. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah. Chewie still Chewy. work. Exactly. I mean, Chewie was a pilot. Exactly. Uh, he was no. uh, Yeah. <laughs> That was terrible. I don't that was, know. That that was like a goose doing Chewbacca. It was, it was more like a goose. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a minister. I can do what I want. <laughs> well, God should help you. Yeah. That was oh, really like, bad. Yeah. Speaking of the juggernaut, I, Disney. Yes. 
Uh, everybody was a little worried. Now, uh, we should be fair. Iger said last year that when this transition started to happen, when they accum- uh, acquired 21st Century Fox and they were going to start making, yanking their content and they were going to start making this big push towards their own streaming, and uh, that they were going to see some quarters where they lose money. Yeah. Um, because it was going to cost money to be able to do all this stuff and that they would have to pump in money to get this stuff going and that they were going to see some losses yeah. and he warned shareholders and and you know that they knew this was going to be a thing. Well, while they did take a little bit of a dip in revenue the first quarter of this year, apparently they easily toppled Wall Street estimates though. Well above what Wall Street thought they were going to do. Um and it had a lot to do with the theme parks. Apparently, the theme parks are booming. They were up 40% year over year from last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and ABC up 25%. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. So yeah. the broadcast side, which is interesting because, you know, they're talking about all the direct-to-consumer content streaming, streaming, yeah. streaming, and yet ABC Network saw a, a huge jump. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. Um. And he did say, this is what I was really excited about. I was happy, and then I was sad because... <laughs> He also, and this has been a huge thing, we've talked about this a lot in the past, about whether when they acquire 21st Century Fox, what happens to Deadpool, what happens to, you know, the R-rated, well, Iger wanted to reassure the investors, Mm -hmm. and he said that they will continue to make R-rated Deadpool movies, Yeah, because... He, he said, there's obviously a market. They're obviously successful. Logan and Deadpool both mm-hmm. did really well, and yeah. we're not going to mess with that. He did say that they will build it around, though, carefully branding it. Mm-hmm. And I think that hints back to – he's used this goofy name, and I hope they don't use this name. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're going to brand it as – he uses Marvel R. Mm-hmm. Meaning that that there's, I guess, going to be you know a specific Marvel brand that yeah. will highlight that this isn't you know your regular PG thirteen yeah. MCU movies. These are your R movies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. There's rumors that uh, Black Widow might fall into that first category mm. of uh, you know the first R movie That's that awesome. they make. Um, I'm excited about that. I know Ryan Reynolds was happy. Yeah, uh, like he was know. the probably the biggest one oh, that yeah. was worried. Yeah. Like I mean, everybody was worried about it. But yeah, it makes sense. So. Um, and then we'll get into a little bit about what's going to happen to those after they are in theaters. Yeah. But um, and then the reason I was a little sad is because they said that also they in wholeheartedly intend on they're really excited about, which I thought was interesting too because they didn't mention X Men, mm-hmm. just Wolverine. Mm. Iger said he's very much looking forward to bringing Wolverine mm-hmm. into the MCU, and I was like, all right. And then he was like. We're going to recast him. And I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> but, but yeah. Hugh Jackman is okay with it. Yeah. Hugh Jackman said, look, it's good. I can't do it anymore. And he, he basically came out and said, I'm a really skinny guy. My whole life I've been skinny. My body just doesn't do. Th-. And it takes an incredible amount of pressure and an incredible amount of duress on my body to get in yeah. Wolverine shape. Well, I mean, if it? you look at like the first X-Men film and then you look at that first standalone Wolverine film, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's the, crazy. Yeah, the second Wolverine um, when he's in Japan. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, ripped. Chiseled. Yeah. And he said this last one though, Old Man Lo about killed him. He yeah. said I just I can't do it anymore. I can't get in this shape anymore. I can't do it. Even yeah. if they wanted to have me do it, even if I wanted to do it, I can't 
physically do this anymore, and it's not fair to not get you know. Yeah. But Iger did say he was not opposed to though re coming back to the old Logan, mm-hmm. old man Logan. He said he doesn't have to get in that much shit. You know, we could go with the older. So they're not ruling out Jackman still being involved. Yeah. But they are saying that we will see a new recast, younger yeah. version of Wolverine. Yeah. I just you know they're gonna have to you know. Uh, bring this up again. They're going to have to do better than Solo. They're going to have to face that same challenge. You have this iconic yeah. role with an iconic, amazing yeah. actor who fit it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to have a hard time finding somebody younger to. Same thing as the the Claire Foy thing with the yeah, you know it's... the Queen is you know you have to have someone that can match that, but also make it their own, but also yeah. be believable. It's weird. Yeah. It's going to be, be weird. First of all, let me say the one that I saw, and he's not younger. Yeah. He's actually older than Hugh Jackman, Shit. if I'm not mistaken. And I'm just telling you right now, Bob, Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bobby, Kevin Feige, anybody, no, no, no. <laughs> Tom Cruise was uh, the name yeah, first thrown out there. And I'm like, that. while he is the correct height, Hugh Jackman was always too tall. Yeah. I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's a brilliant Wolverine. But in like in the comic books, Wolverine's like 5'3". Yeah. I mean, he's like short you know, and stocky, and he has to carry yeah. all the adamantium. He's yeah. heavy. Like, while Tom is, you know, and he'll fight this on yeah. it, but we all know you wear platforms. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's the right height. No. No, nobody. I mean, do you think he can get that ripped? Like he's old too. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's too old. And and no, exactly. I I think he's also too recognizable. He's too well defined in his own career. You know what I mean? Like all people would see as Tom Cruise. Exactly. Like he's too busy working on the other Mission Impossibles, like the other fifty thousand or whatever he wants to do. (laughs) Him being Wolverine would be a Mission Impossible. Yeah, exactly. And and you wouldn't get it. Ethan Hunt wouldn't solve that. Uh, It would be impossible. It really would. No, anybody who's listening to me, no. Yeah, don't make that happen. But Disney has a plan. Disney has a plan. Um, they also said I just released a shit ton the other day. Um, Disney Plus will continue to maintain Disney's family image mm-hmm. um and then he reiterated that hulu will essentially become its adult content streaming service yeah um meaning all of the r-rated stuff so that's what i was talking about earlier deadpool logan all the r-rated movies that they make under the new yeah. marvel r brand and god please make it a different name but <laughs> anyway those will all end up on hulu instead of disney plus he also did say that event the eventual home of all the netflix canceled mm-hmm. shows would be hulu now nice um, which said to me when he very carefully said that he's probably trying to buy out that two the year rest, bullshit yeah. that they have to wait two years. Yeah. He's probably like, no, guys, how much is it going to fucking exactly? Take? So let let's just do this home. because yeah, I mean, let's be honest so, about it because that saved. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that saved Daredevil campaign is huge. It, well, which means Netflix they might rethink that. Because they've got the right to yeah. it. So, if, I mean, they might be like, oh, yeah. you can have all the rest of them. You exactly. can pay us this much money, but yeah. we're keeping dirt. Yeah, like, bring Mahoney back. Hashtag. Bring Mahoney back. Eminem. <laughs> that's right. So, so we'll see. And the last thing, and then we'll move on. Um, he did also say that if you get all three, if you order Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and you're already paying for Hulu and stuff, they're probably going to offer substantial discounts for the people who get all three and do it as like a group instead of... Yeah, if they do it like a bundle thing, that'd make more sense. I I think it... Yeah. And most people are going to do that because they're not going to want to give up Hulu and they're going to want Disney. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to be able to stream sports like all day. That's going to be the first for that. Yeah. So, I mean, sports is like the last thing. Exactly. So, we shall see. We shall see. Well, I mean, keeping with the company... 
because you know how Fox and Disney are kind of like together right. now. So um, <laughs> they are developing a movie based off the upcoming novel On the Come Up, written by Angie Thomas, who was the writer of the novel The Hate You Give, that really good mm. social message movie with, uh, what was her name? Uh, the actress? Nice. Um, Amandla something. Something. Amandla something. Yeah. We took a lot of heat for Amandla because we yeah. suggested she play Riri and yeah. all kinds of stuff. We, we support her, but that's another thing. We did. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool because this book hasn't even been released yet and they already have the movie rights. So she's a, apparently a great writer and they're banking on her. So now, I, I, if I'm not mistaken though, had, hasn't she passed? That was the screenwriter. The screenwriter. Okay. Yeah. Not the, not the book. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And on the come up is centered around this like 16 year old girl who's an aspiring rapper. She's the daughter of a underground like hip hop legend who died right before he was about to make it big. So she like pours all of her hearts and emotions and frustration into her first song, which goes viral for all the wrong reasons and which puts her at the center of controversy. Interesting. Now, would I take some heat if I say maybe Amanda should play her? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> be careful now. I'm just saying, no, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Maybe she's not black enough to be a rapper. Uh, like, yeah. That's basically what we took the heat for. Go back and look at our Twitter. It's yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Way. Like, talk about like ridiculous Twitter Damn bullying. volatile Twitter. Mm. Twitter, man. <laughs> but she's a phenomenal actress. She is. And she did such a great job in The Hate You Give, I feel yeah. like. I mean, yeah, and I'm choice. I'm really excited about this because I mean, like we talk about all the time, viral sensations. That's yeah. what it's about right now. It is what it's about it's, right it's, now. So <laughs> I'm I can't wait to see what this movie turns into to be, and I might want to read the book, so I might go get the book. Yeah, because so, yeah, it's definitely. not even out that uh, oh, on the come up. So yeah, this next one. This next one. We've been talking about it. We've been I mean saying it. But the Oscars, the Academy officially came out, and it's going to go hostless. This is like the first wow. time since in a long, long time, like yeah. 70s or yeah, something. I mean, it's, it's a long, long time that it has not had a host. Yeah, this was no surprise, even though they just officially announced. Yeah, it. I mean, this was no surprise. We kind of knew that knew this that was going to happen. Now, this was a surprise, though. Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, okay. First of all, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They apparently have reached out and tried their. Uh, pardon the pun, but assemble the avengers yeah avengers assemble yeah they're trying to get all of the avengers to, to present. present you know because they're with no hosts they're trying to get you know ratings and that would be awesome so and now they've just said that because you know with no hosts you don't have the big opening right monologue. all yeah. these comedians usually do this big song and dance thing and the jokes and the open highlighting all the best pictures mm. and all so what they what they've done is apparently reached out to because of the success of bohemian rhapsody they have reached out to queen mm. and they want queen to do the opening oh. number of of them so that's i mean yeah. that'd be interesting that'd be cool i'm honestly i've never seen adam lambert perform with them like not no video or anything so i mean that, yeah, i'll be excited about that and then that this would be the interesting question though is it adam lambert or do they bring up rami who did mm. his own singing even mm. though it was mixed with, mixed other with like two different people and, yeah and like that'd be crazy that would be crazy to have him in guise yeah as freddie mercury yeah with Queen, yeah, he walk out there in yeah. full fed Freddie Mercury, and yeah. people be like, "Oh, whoa!" Like, be a, like seeing a ghost, it'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, so. but I mean, speaking of the Oscars, I'm sure you guys have seen on our social media pages that we are having an Oscar watch party, guys, February 24th. So make sure to tune in to our social media accounts for that. We'll be going live on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch 
all of our reactions, all of the snubs, all of the flubs, all the crazy shit that goes down Oscar night. Yeah, and we're going to be working to try to set this up so that we'll be live and still be able to Interacting, tweet. yeah. So we want you guys to live tweet with us and give us your opinions. Like, do you think the person who won is the right person or yeah. the wrong person? And, and we, look, we'll just be honest. We're going to have, like, food and we're alcohol mm, yes you know because you know so we might get crazy and you know but you know we might get happy or angry at <laughs> people who win or lose yeah. like, gonna, it's gonna be a blast you guys i mean we're gonna live up to the name crazy yeah aunt. like it's yeah gonna be fun. and i mean sticking with the oscars i mean we didn't put this in industry news or anything but bradley cooper said mm. he was embarrassed by not getting the best director uh, nomination now that's not because he didn't get it he felt like he didn't do enough business wise to get his name in the hat yeah yeah i mean because i mean you know how the the whole thing on social media news yeah television it's all headline headline it is and so the headline was bradley cooper admits he's embarrassed yeah by not getting but the full but the full story yeah the conversation that he told oprah is that he felt like he was embarrassed that he didn't do enough, enough to yeah. get it. And then he went into this explanation that Oscar nominations have a whole lot more to do than just the art side of it. There's also a business side of it. And he felt like maybe he didn't do enough of what was needed to be done to yeah. get the nomination. And he was embarrassed by that. Yeah. So he, I, I want to, we love Oprah. First of all, we do. We love Oprah. Happy yeah. belated. Ha- Oprah. Yeah. Happy belated. Yeah. So Oprah, come on and talk about this. But, um, <laughs> She also asked him about the death of his father. Apparently, yeah. his father died in his arms. Mm. And from that point on is when he said just everything changed for him. And he started living his life in a whole different way as far as his approach to yeah. acting and directing and just like basically living. Yeah. And we I mean, were talking about it. Yeah. Like if you really kind of go back to around that time, 2011, and look at his work prior and then after you can see it you can just yeah i feel like he said it was the best gift his dad gave him yeah is, is to somehow to see life and yeah. live life in a different kind of way it's yeah. really cool yeah so. and i mean in my opinion this is what i compared it to because it was like i felt like it was around like the hangover time when that first blew up i felt like that launched his career like crazy i mean with yeah. the yeah. the three installments of that and then just everything after honestly because he was in like Wedding Crashers. I didn't know he was in Wedding Crashers with yeah. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell? It's Bradley Cooper." Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You can really tell the transformation I, in that time period. I feel like maybe he started taking more risk afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like maybe started Agreed. going for things that maybe prior he didn't think he could get. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, and because it sure has opened up. I mean, guys killing it now. So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, this next one, we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago. The cast members of Mom, Allison Janney, and Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, however you want to say it, um, they received, they were asking for some raises because, I mean, honestly, they weren't getting paid a lot for episodes. They, they weren't. Like, yeah. And, well, well, we should say, let's clarify. They weren't, they were making just under 200000 Yeah. Let's just say that. Like, apparently, that's not a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be okay with that, uh, yeah. but apparently, that's uh, not a lot. No. Uh, uh, not enough for like Oscar winners and Anna on affair. She's been around since yeah. a long time. Well, and the reason they were asking, and rightfully so, is because Big Bang is getting ready to go off the air. Yeah. And Mom is about to be number right, one. Yeah, yeah. Right underneath them in the ratings and about to be the number one comedy for CBS. And they're kicking ass. And I mean, Big Bang people were making mm, you know, lots, significantly more lots. than that yeah. per episode. So I felt like they, you know, they probably said, hey. 
we're gonna be the the main ship, the flagship. Yeah. We need to get paid. Like yeah, it. and they did. They're get they got raises. New salaries reported that it there it's north of three hundred and fifty thousand an episode now, which is doubling their current pay. Yep. So that's and really exciting. The big part. The big part. Back end points. They yes. renegotiated the back end mm-hmm. points, which we all know once you hit a certain number of episodes and you go into syndication, yeah. you got back end points. Yeah, you that's all you. Money the whole time. It's Every time it's sold into syndication, mm-hmm. it airs on TBS or it airs on TNT yeah. or it airs on oh, RC, man, They are banking yeah. money. So that's I mean, where the money comes yeah, from. You know all the friends people are like, yeah, put our stuff on Warner Media streaming. Oh, put our stuff on yeah. NBC yeah, streaming. Keep it on so Netflix much too. Money from the syndication rights. Uh, like, because, I mean, it's, it's, and the good thing they also got picked up for two more seasons: season yeah. seven and season eight of Mom. Yep. Which oh, it, it's a really good show. It, it is a really. I mean, Allison Janney. She's hilarious, I mean, man. She is, she's so such one of those actresses that's just phenomenal. I mean, you watch her on West Wing or or even like, yeah, talk like about her range. I Tanya or yeah. I mean, she's such a great dramatic act, but then she is fucking hilarious on Mom. Dude. She's just, she's yeah. great. She's a great actor. Yeah. And talking about more renewed seasons, The Walking Dead got renewed for season 10. And this should be interesting because, like, who's going to be, like, the main person <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. I well, mean, Daryl, Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they just announced that he's somewhere between. 50 and 90 million dollar deal to keep him on the show for the next couple of years as the lead. So he's getting paid to stay. Yeah. Um but I mean, like you said we talked about this like Michonne might be rumored to leave. Yeah, uh, uh rumored to be not coming back for season 10, which I mean makes sense. Her film career is like really taken off. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, but yeah, I mean and then Maggie like this one's interesting. For anybody who doesn't know Maggie, they kind of like phased her out in this current season but they left it to where she could come back yeah and for anybody who doesn't know last year she was in contract negotiations Mm -hmm. it's the reason she was phased out in this one because they she only agreed to come back for so many episodes and not a full season yeah but she wanted more money she wanted a significant raise i don't think she was ever going to get daryl type money but she wanted a significant raise. she was one of the originals since the first season exactly she should she should so this is in so she went out and she tested the water. She did a lot of pilots, and one got picked up by ABC, Whiskey Cavalier with Scott Foley. It looks like it's going to be great. You know, she's like a CIA hitman yeah. or, uh, you know, assassin. Yeah. She's like an FBI agent, and they get teamed up. Mm-hmm. Looks phenomenal. I think it's going to be a hit for ABC, which could be tricky for AMC, yeah. you know, with her coming back. But so now here's the thing, though. It just came out recently that apparently they are in hard negotiations with her to do what they did with Rick, Mm -hmm. you know, Andrew Lincoln, giving her her own spinoff movie. Mm. And uh, apparently it's a substantial payday. Yeah. I'm like. Well, what the fuck? Why didn't you just give her the pay raise? She exactly. Wouldn't have gone and done she the wanted seasons, and and like, and you could have just kept her. Exactly. Like, if you were gonna give her a movie and give her this huge amount of money for the movie, just give her the fucking pay raise. Exactly. Like, I, I, just, I think The Walking Dead is gonna turn into just a movie franchise. That's like, what I think. Maybe the TV show is even gonna get phased out. Yeah. Like, because well, yeah, and we kind of talked about this. I think if not phased out, I think they're gonna merge. Fear the Walking Dead with yeah, Walking together. Dead, and they're going to keep the lesser characters or the secondary tiered characters yeah. on Walking Dead, merge it together, and yeah. that'll become the show. Yeah. And all of the main characters are going to get all yeah, these spin-off exactly. movies. And, and if like, someone gets more popular, they can get bumped up to the movies, or at least guest star appearance in yeah. the movies, and then come back down. Yeah. Like, 
Crazy stuff, Because I feel like that's, you know, what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they've already moved Morgan mm-hmm. and uh, Dwight over to Fear the Walking Dead. They eliminated that whole Fear the Walking Dead being a prequel. Now it's at the same time. Yeah. Like, so I just feel like the eventual merger is going to happen there. I yeah. I don't know. Agreed. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, some more interesting news about some television shows. Riverdale is getting a spinoff. Well, another spinoff, we should say, because technically Sabrina... Uh, was the yeah. first spinoff, but this one, uh, Caddy Keen, what is it? Uh, yeah, Keen? Caddy Keen. Caddy Keen. Yep. Set in New York, uh, apparently in the future, <laughs> and you might see a similar face from Riverdale. Josie from the Pussycat Dolls. She will be appearing in this, but apparently, if this does not do so well, they left it open for her to come back to Riverdale. Mm. With, yeah, which is weird because she would come back as young Josie. Yeah. Right? Like you said, this one's set about 10 years after Riverdale. Yeah. So she'll be long graduated high school and college and yeah. pursuing her career in New York as a singer. Yeah. So that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which they also, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not to talk, Sorry, Brady, but uh, I'm just like, oh, fight it. Um, which I thought, though, they also ruled out anybody from Riverdale making appearances yeah. because it's 10 years and yeah. the Riverdale kids are still in high school. This is set 10 years in the future. Yeah. So the likelihood of them showing up yeah. as guest stars, unlikely. Yeah. Um, and I, she should fit in pretty well because she's like 30 playing a high school kid. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happened to the Pussycats, though. Uh, yeah. Josie just leaves them and goes. I mean, because Josie and the Pussycats are like yeah, a group. They were like, you know, and but apparently Josie's just going to mm. go off on her own yeah, without the Pussycats. Like, I, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I need, or maybe this is her journey in New York City finding another band or something. Right? I mean, I, or, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you know wait before we jump to the next one we should also say that I guess Disney trying to load up that content or whatever mm-hmm. they also they recently announced that they would be and are I guess actively pursuing a lost reboot oh yeah um, yeah or revisit yeah because a lot of people didn't like it. how it ended yeah uh, I, I'm one of them yeah. I, I hated how yeah. it ended and I, I think they saw the success of what Gilmore Girls did which Nobody liked the way it ended because they all wanted to see Amy Sherman Palladino's original ending of what she had planned. Um, Because, and we'll talk about this with Jackson Douglas when we interview him. Um, But they left in the last season. Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, who created the show, left in the final season. And the new writers just kind of took it. And they didn't end it. Mm, yeah. Apparently, Amy had had the ending planned out from day one. Yeah. And they didn't end it the way it was supposed to end or whatever. And fans, which is, they ended it with the final words that she had always had planned. Yeah. Um, in the new revival. And I think that's what these, the lost guys are like, hmm. Mm. Maybe we can go back and fix that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's revisit it. Because, I mean, what you, they like, were, like, lying the whole time, like, saying they weren't in the paradox. Yeah, what was, yeah. yeah uh, purgatory. Purgatory, like, yeah. From season one, because that was everybody's first guess. It's like, oh, maybe they're not on the island. Yeah. Maybe they're actually in purgatory. They're, right. They are dead, but they, they're trying to figure. Right. And they were adamant about, they're not in purgatory. They're not in purgatory. And then at the end, they were in purgatory. Yeah. And it's like. No, you can't. Yeah, just, think, you 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 blew it in like the third season. You went way off the fucking deep end, yeah. trying like like fuck the show up. Like, what is and happening? Then you tried to recover by just ending it, and yeah. okay, they were in purgatory. Like no, like, so I'm hoping this reboot happens. Yeah. I'm hoping all the original cast comes back mm-hmm. and they fix it. Yeah, if anything, just for like that four episode yeah. thing, like Gilmore did. Yeah, like, just forget that one bad season. Exactly. Fix it. Finish it out right. You know, yeah. people wanted to see it. Seriously. End. I mean, I'm just. 
say. Yeah, they Good don't. Luck. They don't like being left with a shitty situation. No. Speaking was... of a shitty situation, <laughs> um, nice transition. R. Kelly is planning an international tour, or at least trying to plan an international tour. Yeah, as far away from the U.S. as possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Mm. The immigration minister wants the country to bar him from performing here. Yeah, in uh, Australia. In Australia. Uh, yeah, they were like, mm, no, uh-uh. I don't He's blame them. He's done this before. Yeah. Apparently, they have some sort of a clause that if they feel like a person doesn't live up to this moral code that mm-hmm. they have about or whatever, he can deny their visa into the country or passport into the country. I don't blame him. I so, would. Especially him. Yeah, and he, I as soon as he found here. out about it, we should say this, no tour dates have been set yet, no official announcement. He just kind of like put this out on Twitter that right. I'm going to these places and yeah. I'm going to put on a tour. But like nothing officially no, yeah, no has official, been set yeah. So I, I, I mean, this guy's like, fuck that! Yeah, I'm like, not mm-hmm, like, stop I mean, it! Yeah, this is the country and the continent with no guns. So yeah. they're like, yeah. if we want to do something, we're going to do it. So I mean, you. this is also the country that like brought legal charges against um, Johnny Depp, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, for, and Amber Heard yeah. for sneaking their dogs in on the yeah. plane. Like, yeah. I mean, they're serious. Yeah. They're like, no, we have codes. Yeah. You will not come in this country. Uh, yeah, like, they had okay. to like apologize with the video and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what is happening? I mean, so, so they're strict. Yeah. I guess the point we're trying to make is Australia strict i yeah. don't think r kelly has a shot no seriously like, and i happen. i personally do not blame them no. um no. this is exciting news for us the last and final topic on industry news this is very exciting spotify buys out gilmet gil gilmet media <laughs> and anchor both startup sponsor uh podcast opportunities for like Insumption, like yeah, they purchased them. Five hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, these are both Anchor and this other one, Gimlet, are based in New York. Yeah, um, but apparently Spotify is spending like half a billion dollars to acquire those two plus several more upstart podcast uh, companies. Yeah, and they're gonna evolve them and wrap them into Spotify's podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, division or whatever. And they, uh, I mean, they're they're pretty excited about it. Spotify said, "Look, this is the future." Um, you know, we we understand music and everything, but the the you know podcasts are hot right now. Yeah, at, at this point right now, they said forty percent, fifty percent of the stuff being listened to on their platform is the podcast. Exactly. And they said while it's still in its infancy, its growth rate is massive. Yeah, and they feel like down the line, this is going to be the huge investment that that's going to pay off yeah. down the line. So they're spending a lot of money and. We're excited because we're on Anchor, yep. you know, uh, and Spotify. Yeah. So I guess one of those is going to disappear. I guess Anchor is going to, and we'll just be morphed into Spotify. But uh, the money that they're going to put into it, you know, because mm-hmm. Anchor offered a lot of different things for content creators about, you know, you it's all a one stop package where you do your graphic, yeah, you do your thing, like you record. You can it. record through your phone, yeah, like you it, can edit through your phone. Right. Like it's so cool. And and sponsorships. It was easy to get sponsorships because yeah. they would put your product out there mm-hmm. and attract sponsors, and you get. And kind of a thing. Well, one of the big things that was always a complaint about Spotify was, first of all, even trying to get your podcast on there. It was there. difficult, Apparently yeah. the process to even go through their rigorous, you know, whatever to get your podcast on there was almost... And then if you are on there, it was very not user-friendly. Yeah. You know, to try to find your podcast or to see how... Track how you were doing and all. So... I think that you know Spotify was okay. Well, here's these upstart companies who are offering this one in one pack, all yeah. in one package, where it's easy and user friendly. Yeah. I'm hoping that they take that and you know in, 
I guess, you know, put that into the Spotify yeah. and make it user friendly. And I mean, you would have to think that's part of the decision. Yeah. Cause I mean, Spotify was a nightmare trying yeah. to like get shit Seriously. on there. I mean, honestly, it was crazy. Yeah. So. Very exciting. Very exciting. And I mean, as some of you know, Anchor like puts your podcast basically anywhere you can find podcasts like yeah. Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Like it's really amazing. So it's really cool to see what this opportunity will bring to the table just for us. And Absolutely. I'll- and and it will be interesting to see if they continue that because now that they're like do they want them to go to other outlets? Right. They they directly said that, you know, they felt like, well, the only place really people kind of like try to find it is Apple Podcasts. So now yeah. they want They did make a good point though that the majority of users Mm -hmm. listen to podcasts on google really because it's android yeah and outside of the u.s outside the main kind Mm -hmm. of like the biggest context outside of the u.s are android users not apple users and so they feel like now that spotify is more uh, accessible on android phones yeah and Google Play that they're going to see a significant jump in podcast listeners well, and be able to compete with Apple Podcasts because yeah. of that. So we'll wow. see. I mean, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Great industry news. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's time for the guest segment. Our guest this week, she is an up-and-comer, but you might have seen her on the latest season of the new punisher oh my goodness she definitely stole the scene that she was in so it's going to be really awesome to talk to her and word around word around town is she's the third best woman poet in the world in the world what the hell in the world yeah okay so yeah i agree with you wholeheartedly i think not only did she go toe-to-toe with georgie ann in uh the scene with her but with Bernthal himself yeah i mean that she stole the the, the whole st- every time you see ashley on screen she's just killing it yep i mean to go toe-to-toe with Bernthal, congratulations i can't wait to talk to her she's gonna be fun yep ashley august here she is right on hello Hello. Hi. Uh, hello, Ashley. This is Dustin, and Logan is right here. How are you today? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Ah, oh, doing great. Doing great. Glad to hear you're doing well. That uh, Living up in New York, right? Yes, I live in New York, and it is cold as hell. Oh, man. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, we're down here in the south, and it is cold as hell here, too. Unusually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not as bad. Like, I mean, there's no way that it could be as bad. No, no, not even a little. I understand you. I, I'm born and raised in Syracuse, so I'm all about the snow belt. I know what you're going through. I hear you. <laughs> Uh, it is very stressful, but <laughs> yes. I'm glad to be talking to you guys. Oh, oh man, you. we're excited to have you. So let's officially welcome you inside the Crazy Ant Farm. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, you betcha. So we have a lot to talk about because we're doing our research. First of all, congratulations on The Punisher. We were literally just talking in your intro about how you just steal the scenes. I mean, you went toe-to-toe <laughs> with Bernthal. That, not many people can do that. That's yeah, pretty seriously. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I got such an amazing like response from it, and yeah. I didn't expect it like at all. Oh so yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Thank y'all. Oh, you're welcome, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But so much impressive stuff on the resume. Yeah, seriously. I mean, poetry, like the third highest ranked poet in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> just a little something, something. <laughs> She, she humble. Yeah, I like that. Right. I, I like that. And she's attended humble. Juilliard. That is that right? Um, say it again. Attended Juilliard. Is that right? 
Um, so I did a program at Juilliard. Juilliard has like a bunch of special programs. So I did one of them, um, and it was a program for people who wanted to basically further their artivism, which is what it sounds like using your art um, to promote activism. So it was a couple of weeks there. And yeah, we created um, a lot of like emotionally and uh, politically driven uh, pieces and things that we just thought were necessary in the world. Oh, very Um, nice. So that was very, very fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's incredible. And uh, congratulations also one on the list of 30 under 30 most influential which i love um we yeah we need young people to be active we need young people to be out there and and getting involved in the political landscape in the humanitarian landscape yeah i think it's important especially with what we're all going through today and uh i commend Mm -hmm. you for that congratulations it's great to have people like you doing that thank you thank you so much yeah and i mean i i think for me i never thought of myself as like an activist or someone who will have, you know, a voice much less interest in, like, a political world. But every single thing that we do is political, if you think about it. Like, it's like every choice that we make, just waking up and, like, leaving the house and the body that you're in is, you know, could be a political statement. So, like, I'm, you know, a young black Afro-Latina girl from Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and, you know, walking into certain spaces is a political movement in itself in, um, yeah, in a nutshell. So, yeah, I, I like to help promote that idea to other people, especially young people who are told often that their voices don't matter and they don't have anything to say. Um, and, yeah, I like to show them that through art they can say a hell of a lot and uh, get their voices heard and get the things that they really want and need out of life. That's good, I, and I love that you you use the analogy of of just even getting up in the moment because I often hear so many times that you know people that are disassociated with politics or don't want to be in it. It's like, well, it, what can I do? Or it doesn't affect me. How does that affect what I do every day? And I love the fact that you say right. everything you do affects politics and vice versa every yeah. day. So it's good to hear somebody say exactly. that because it it really does. Um, and okay, exactly. so you brought up art. And after all, we want to interview you about your your career. So let's get into the art aspect of it. How does one go from poetry uh, to acting? I I guess you now you're a spoken word performer. So I'm guessing that 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 starting in there is, I guess, how you transition to acting. Or where does the love for acting come from? Let's talk a little bit about how you got started. Okay. So um, acting was, I I didn't ever want to be anything else but an actor. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it stemmed from or what was that brilliant moment where it happened. I just remember that I was like watching TV one day and I was like, okay, let me write down how I'm going to make this happen. How am I going to be in the TV? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) how do I get inside of it? Right. Right. Everyone has one, but how do I get in there? Um, And yeah, I, my parents worked like very, very long hours and I didn't have anybody to talk to, which sounds very sad, but it's not, I'm good. (laughs) But, um, but, you know, um, so yeah, they worked a lot of hours and I spent a lot of time by myself and, you know, my friend became the TV and that was entertaining to me and that showed me a lot of, um, a lot of 
like emotions that I didn't feel like I was able to um, express in my daily life as a young person. And this was like five or six, and I don't know why my brain was thinking about all these things. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, they say um, it's a dream yeah. until you write it down, right? And then it's a goal. So Seriously. at six, she's written down the goal. Yeah, she's like, ready. that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's one goal. It's like, okay, meet Beyonce and be an actor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> How'd the Beyonce thing turn out? How's that going? <laughs> you know what? I am still on the journey. I have a Beyonce candle that I got from a really cool bookstore, so I think I'm getting closer. There you go. Um, there you go. And, <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. So I mean, I watched um, I like my in my family. No one else is an artist. Nobody else. Wow. Is an artist, and that's like generations through, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think they're just not self-proclaimed artists, though, because everyone has that uncle who is, like, a fucking stand-up comedian. So right. It's like, why are you just, you know, working down at the tire shop? Like, mm-hmm. you could really go on the road. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of those in my family. A lot of people who are very funny or very artistic in ways that um, they didn't realize and probably still haven't realized. But, um, yeah, I I think, I, and I'm the last child to my parents. They had, my brother and my sister are 16 and 19 years older than I am. Oh, wow. So, yeah, by the time I came around, my mom had me when she was like 41. By the time I came around, my parents were tired. They were like, <laughs> we're trying to send kids to college. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what, you know? <laughs> so, in most cases, the younger child will get, you know, all of the, the coddling and the love and mm-hmm. go right. free and do what you want. And it was kind of the opposite. It was like, listen, we, you, we're going to be working very hard. We're not going to be here. You know, you you gotta figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty backwards. But I was watching like comedy shows and Mad TV was my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so <laughs> how did the approach to mom and dad go when you say, I want to be an actor? Oh, they always knew um, because I would go to the doctor um, and the pediatrician will ask you every year, um, hey, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Of course, they do the test and whatnot. And, you know, you're take your blood and make yeah, sure, sure. Going right but they also kind of wanted to be personable which was, now looking back on it it's really cool um but yeah they would ask me and it would always be i want to be an actor my mom's like ha 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 and <laughs> laugh at four laugh at five and then at 10 and then at 13 and it's like okay you gotta stop you gotta be something real like that's not real right um <laughs> that's not a real thing and both of my parents are immigrants they're both from central america so they came and they're here and they were like you have to be um something tangible something where you can go to school um and here are the steps to this that and the third and then you know this is how it happens and acting is such a thing that i mean especially if, if it's not around you you don't know if it's possible right right so they didn't have anyone to ever show them that it was it, it could be you know a real lived thing so yeah it was always a joke it was always like yeah no you're, you can't you're such a dramatic person but you can't be an actress mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm trying to show you that i am no, like, <laughs> that's um, great <laughs> Yeah, well, so they didn't really um, take it so well up until I um, I was in high school and I was taking these classes 
um, that a friend told me about. They were like free after school classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go and they thought that I was still playing volleyball, but my season was over. So I would leave the house yeah. with my volleyball bag and <laughs> my, you know, my yeah. ass. Like, I'll see y'all later. And I would be going to um, these, like, acting classes. And it had, like, a culminating show. And I invited to, them to it. And I was like, yeah, it's for school. Um, and then they showed up. And they were like, why is this in Manhattan? And school's in Brooklyn. I don't get it. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And then I told them. And they kind of were like, okay, I guess so. But um, and really recently, <laughs> maybe, like, two years ago, my parents were like, oh, you're really an actress. Like, somebody paid you? Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. I, you know, though, I love hearing that because we have so many listeners on the podcast who are trying to break into the industry. It's one of the things we pride ourselves on with the show is to have people like yourself on and, and tell their stories and kind of guide the, with the advice. And I think a lot of people don't take the leap or don't, or don't try because of like what you said, they'll hear it's not a real job. Yeah. You can't pot, you have to be grounded. You have to, and I feel like maybe there's a lot of talent out there who never took that leap because they did hear that and they weren't encouraged and I love to hear people like yourself with the passion because you do have to have passion and just go for it and you, and you can make it and you can prove that you can make it so uh, I love hearing that story yeah thank you thank you I mean your family is not always going to be blood right like your right. family could be people who you met doing the thing that you you found out that you love and yeah. that's a lot of um, the people who are around me because you know, support is not always going to be built in. Sometimes you have to journey to find the support and to find the other people who would understand. And this is such a niche industry. Like, unless you're in it, you really don't know it. Right, Um, yes. And you can, like, see around it and kind of get a grasp for it. But the everyday trials and tribulations of going to auditions and the, the, like, we get rejected so much on a daily basis. Exactly. Someone is looking at your photo and like, eh, not cute enough, mm, not tall enough, eh, no, maybe, I don't know. And, you know, someone's always judging you. So I think having that solid support system is really important. And for me, yeah. I found that in friends in the industry, friends in the poetry world, um, and they are still like my go-tos right now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely. Seriously. And well said. And so I got to ask, so kind of with the growing up and them, you know, being at work all the time and you on your own and, and, and kind of what we had talked about with what you said, um, I would imagine that that plays heavily into your poetry and a, your way, I guess you found poetry as a way to express maybe some of the stuff that you had gone through growing up and a way to get your message out there. Is that how you kind of got into the poetry side of it? Yeah, I always was. I've always been a writer and always very interested in, um, in reading. And that was also another thing. I think we hear that a lot about kids who spend a lot of time about themselves. It's like, yeah, it's either the television or reading. And I had like a healthy bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it's always, it's just natural for you to write after reading so much and, and not having anyone to express anything to. I was a very like quiet kid in school for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would I would write, but I would write to like <laughs> to like my own self detriment. Like I would be writing on test papers, yeah. and they're like, "What is this?" And it's just question marks, and I'm like, "It's a fucking power." <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, I found a I found a great outlet in in, in writing. And first of all, it started. I thought I was going to be you know the best 
uh, female rapper alive. That was what my dream was in third grade. Okay. I was like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Missy Elliott's going to call. Hell yeah. Collab. I'm the only 10 year old out here doing it. Pretty much, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> But a lot of the, you know, the rats in the bars, they turned into uh, more like poetically mm-hmm. um, dropped in moments and a lot of things that I was going through. I'm like, oh, this person doesn't like me and like me back or I don't know if I'm a good friend. And right. um, yeah, and I just I, I, I used it as like a like diary. But then they also had like some type of flow and like a hip hop flavor in there. Um, and I did that up until high school and I didn't really share. I shared with like one friend mm-hmm. in third grade and she was like, you're so great. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. Um, so then, uh, in high school, I really, um, I was like in a very weird, like transitional phase and trying mm-hmm. to figure out who am I in the world? Who right. am I going to be? Am I, yeah. Um, and writing was a really great place, um, for me to express that, especially when you feel like you don't have anyone to speak to, or if you do speak to someone, they'll, you know, discredit you for your thoughts or feelings. Um, and the pen and the paper to me was like someone who can't talk back or can't tell me that I'm lying or that that's not really my story or that's not really what I've been through. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was really helpful for me. And, uh, always wanted to act though that those two loves were always hand in hand for me and when I got to high school I realized that I went to a private school um and I realized that I was poor and (laughs) (laughs) scholarships help um but yeah like schools in my neighborhood were no bueno and my mom's like no you're not gonna go get shot up at school or pregnant so go to Catholic school (laughs) um I was like, you could get shot and pregnant in Catholic school too. Yes, like, true. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Trust me, there were like it's, it's still Brooklyn. Okay? It's, yeah, um, <laughs> it's still Brooklyn. That's great. It's still Brooklyn. So yeah, and then in school, I there are people who are very like who are driving to school in like Mercedes Benzes, mm. and I'm like, how is this possible? Right. I took three buses to get here. Right. Like. Um, <laughs> So I, like, Googled, like, scholarships, and I was like, I'm going to be an artist. So that's what, you know, so I looked up um, theater scholarships and things like that that I can, like, get into, but they weren't until, um, they weren't available until you were, like, a senior or a late junior, and I was a sophomore looking at these things, um, and then I I was like, well, let me see what's there for writing, because I can write, mm-hmm. and I just, no one really validated me. I just thought, you know, I was like, I think I can write, like, I could do that. Right. And so I... Um, found a, yeah, I found a spoken word competition, um, and I ended up going to it randomly on a Saturday, and it was huge. It was for the New York Knicks, and Madison Square wow. Garden, and I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> um, yeah, and they have, like, this scholarship for uh, young people, and they you can win it at whatever high school age, and then it'll be safe for you for college. Um, so I didn't win my first year, but... I got, like, you know, swept up in the performance mm-hmm. um, and in writing and creating, and I put my two things that I really love together. And I also didn't see people that looked like me on TV very often. And, I mean, in the 90s, we had, a, like, a lot of people of color. We had a lot more um, shows that, like, mm-hmm. I'm still, like, watching Living Single and Martin and all of these shows right. that had people of color on them. And, um, yeah, but, like, into the 2000s, it's like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was like, okay, let me, you know, I can 
create my own work. Like, since my parents won't let take me to an audition, you know, you have to be 18 or older to mm-hmm. go alone uh, or accompanied with a parent. They won't take me. They're like, this is not a real thing. Um, and, you know, I don't see anyone else like me. So the world already doesn't want to see me there. So how else can I get on stage and can be heard? And this was like the perfect medium for that. Absolutely. And so now, how do you, is that something that you look to now, I mean, would you like to perhaps get into the writing side to do your own screenplay, write something for yourself to star in? Is that is that something that you're interested in doing also? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a lot to think about because I've been, yeah. over the last year, a lot of people are like, why don't you create your own thing? Why don't you? And it, they don't like understand that it's not that easy. Even mm-hmm. creating a, a three-minute poem that I would perform takes a while to, you know, um, write it out and, and practice it and make sure it's good. And then I'm like, now there's, you want me to write a whole TV show? Right. Like, right. How am I going to do that? Um, but yeah, it definitely is now. And I got, you know, I always look for signs. I always look for like a universal God sign. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I worked with this um, producer on a pilot and um, he, he said he wasn't shooting the pilot until he, um, until they cast this one role. It was a role of a young woman who um, wrote poetry. And he said he wanted somebody who actually, like, knew about poetry and had Mm -hmm. auditions in New York and L.A. and couldn't find anyone. And one day, his girlfriend was online and, like, watching poetry videos and was like, this is the girl. Um, (laughs) So I guess I have her to thank for, like, getting booked in this pilot. But we had a conversation. He's like, you're perfect for it. So we worked together on the pilot, um, and then uh, this year, we shot this like last year, and this year I was like, hey, when are we going to get the footage out? And, you know, I want to create a new reel and all of that. And he was like, yeah, it's, um, it's getting reworked, and there's a lot of things going on with it, but, you know, let's get up sometime soon. Let's go hang out. And, and I was like, okay. So we went to see, um, we went to the screening with Barry Jenkins for If Bill Street Could Talk, mm. uh, could talk and we had a conversation after and he's like, I really just want to talk to you about creating your own show. And I was like, excuse me? There you go. What? So yeah, he's in LA in New York. And uh, right now we are in the beginning stages of creating my show. Well, that's fantastic. And because I got to tell you, just talking to you in this conversation and hearing your, the way you speak and the passion that you have and clearly the ability and talent, uh, you scream one woman show on stage. I'm I'm telling you, I think you could just (laughs) knock it out of the park in a one woman show on stage. Um, yeah, agreed. And so, yeah. you know, you kind of brought it up with the with the YouTube and finding you on YouTube. So let's talk about that a little bit. H- how do you find the whole social media aspect at, in the industry now? Has, have you kind of changed your approach? Because, boy, is it important nowadays, it seems like. If you're not on social media and you're not pushing, and I guess it's one of those things that can be both good and bad. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely think, like, it could be an amazing thing and then it could be not so great, right? Because for the not so great side, people can bring up like thoughts and ideas that you may have had a long time ago. Right. Um, and your vision, your like views and vision has changed and it no longer reflects where you are. Um, but then also, you know, in terms of like, I, I think out of sight, out of mind sometimes. So I kind of had a revamp in my, um, if you look at my Instagram, um, of like what the content that I put out and the quality of the content. So just even down to photos, or if I have a show, making sure the flyer 
goes with the aesthetic of my whole Instagram and make, you know, um, but after doing that, immediate, like immediately, I had people like emailing me, hey, could you do this show? Hey, um, we want to fly you out to Cali or, you know, saw this great thing you were in. Would you want to do this other great thing? Um, so I do think like, you know, double-edged sword, of course, because, you know. Uh, always you know, is. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I think, it, I do think um, at, at the at the core of it, it's a, it's a good thing because you do get to play um, content controller and you can you, do. you know put out what you want the world to consume um, about you and about your brand so um, yeah what do you want the world to know about you that you can't maybe tell in an audition room or um, you know in a casting office you know how else can people know who you are or what you're interested in and I also think you can use it as your own like vision board so you know you could create a skit in your house and throw that up there it's like what I didn't know you were funny at all and here it is you know now I see it absolutely um, so it can it can be a really great thing uh, we, we agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, we've talked about we've talked about the Kevin Hart situation, and we talk about the positive side of it, where it gives much more access to maybe people that you wouldn't have access before, be it you to the fans or the fans to you. And so, obviously, but right. you, I think you bring up a really good point. You are in control of the content. You are in control of the message that you're trying to send out and or communicate to the people. And I think if you do it responsibly, it is a good thing. But unfortunately, like you yeah. said, you have those instances where maybe you said something a long time ago and you've changed since then but somebody will find it because we all know once it's out there it's out there um but yeah <laughs> exactly we agree with you that i mean i, th- I think it, it leans more to the good side than the bad side for sure so mm-hmm. yeah so, okay so let's talk about punisher a little bit because yes. I, I gotta tell you i was <laughs> literally and this is why i said the one the one woman show thing i said you you demanded attention the second that she walks into the to the to, to the, the desk. motel yeah, yeah to the motel you you could tell right away like when you just hardcore sleeping you know she can't wake you up i'm just like uh oh this is gonna be good and you just from the second you start talking you're like oh this yeah. is fantastic yeah. it's so good the, the scenes are so good and i was thrilled when i saw burnthal i'm like oh she's not done yet yeah. here we go <laughs> <laughs> how was that i'm back yeah, so welcome to the MCU. Yeah, um, right. And how was that with Burnt? I mean, I, I, I hear he's just like the nicest guy ever, but it's still, I guess when he's in full persona, Punisher persona, yeah. he's got to be a little bit intimidating, right? I feel like, to me, he, um, okay, so absolutely nicest human ever. And he has this beautiful dog that he <laughs> travels around with. So, like, they picked us up in Manhattan like, three o'clock in the morning to go to set <laughs> and it's just like him and this beautiful dog and I get in and I'm like hi oh, that's <laughs> awesome. and he's like hey what's up this is my dog sit down I'm like okay <laughs> let's do it um, but he was really really sweet he also I uh, used to be a spoken word artist and I was oh, wow. like what um which you know we got to we got to know um after like talking and hanging out on set for a little bit but he was really really sweet and really like so talented too the way that he's able to drop into the character mm-hmm. and like switch out from you know this is me johnny and then what's up it's the punisher right, right you know so it's so it's so incredible to see that but he's He's really, really um, fun to work with, and he gives you so much. Um, and just, yeah, really, like, 
confident human being and it makes you feel like you have to show the fuck up you cannot you cannot you know give just a little something you know and he was really encouraging too it was really great it was a good a good set and they all seemed to be like okay we're gonna get this done let's get this shot and they were very interested in like okay how can we play but also be like really concise and it was just a good crew too that's awesome that's awesome well i saw that you posted on your instagram story you had to keep everything under wrap for like a year that's crazy a whole year we shot in (laughs) january last year yeah um and yeah, January 2018, and then it came out January 2019. But a lot of that had to do, originally it was supposed to drop in September. Yeah. But, you know, um, Marvel and um, and Disney, <laughs> they're trying to, uh, Disney's trying to create their own right. individual. Right, um, streaming service. Yeah, yeah. so they want to, like, move everything over to their own um, Netflix version of, uh, well, Disney version of Netflix. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, so they're pulling everything. So Jessica Jones and The Defenders and all of those. Um, you know, Marvel and Disney brand shows are gone. So I was like, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> right, isn't it crazy? <laughs> just wait one, just let this one go. And it, I got, I really lucked out. And yeah, it it, it stuck. Um, and it has a, a really amazing like response right now. People are really like watching yeah. and posting a lot about it. Um, yeah, so hopefully they keep it around for another season. Yeah, that, that well, I mean, I tell you what, they've got so many of the save, you know, insert Marvel show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, so yeah, we're, we're right there. And, you know, it, it's funny because you talk about how it had to stay under wraps. Now, we've had several guests on from several of the Marvel shows, and they all talk about the secrecy. Like, they will, you know, shut you down quick if you yeah. even start to talk about it. Um, they, Boy, they're yeah. hardcore with the secrecy with Marvel. I'm not yeah. kidding. Pull out outside your window I... with the tinted windows. Like, <laughs> yeah. We heard you talked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. But, <laughs> It's, uh, I'm like, how do you know? Exactly. <laughs> but, well, yeah. again, congratulations on that. And yeah, we hope seriously. they do save uh, Punisher and all the rest. And uh, it's just, I, the response, I can tell you, has been overwhelming. Uh, just your scene. And like I said, for the season yeah. alone, I think the season in, in whole is fantastic. Yeah. So congratulations on being yeah. a part of that. And, you know, and, and I love it. I, I just, I can't talk enough about the scene. It's yeah, great. seriously, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I didn't even know people were going to think it was funny. I was just like, she has one job to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, I think I'm a pretty funny person, you know, um, but <laughs> I, like, I always get cast in these really dramatic roles mm-hmm. or really like serious <laughs> roles. And I'm glad that, um, everyone's found the humor in this and, and it makes me feel really happy. Oh yeah, no, that, and that's it. a, that's a great description because it is a very serious scene, yeah. but you are just hilarious yeah. in it, but never break. <laughs> that's the best part. You are like being hardcore <laughs> yeah, serious, <seriously. laughs> although everything you're saying is funny as shit you're like but you will not break you're mm-hmm. like i understand that's what you want but if you want it this is what you're gonna <laughs> yeah. pay and i'm just dying the whole time i'm like oh shit <laughs> that's a little new york a little new york sarcasm for you oh yeah, yeah no doubt all right so I what you got coming a up lot of people oh yeah definitely so oh. what you got coming up in the future what can we expect from you 
Well, um, definitely a lot more TV and film. Yes. Um, also working on that one woman show. <laughs> there you go. And yes, yes, yes. And um, the TV show that I'm writing right now. Um, and touring doing spoken word. I'm like, my hands are in everything and I'm trying to give everything my whole heart. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be out in LA and Texas. Um, as of now, uh, in about March, April, um, doing some spoken word shows there and also connecting with some L.A. Um, execs and seeing what I can see, seeing what else could happen out there. There you go. There you go. Well, we're heading out to L.A. in May, too, so we might see you out there. That's right. That's right. Yes, so, let's go get some. I don't know what they do in L.A. Let's go eat a salad or something. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we, know. we know some steakhouses that we'll hook you up with. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so drop Thank the social you. media for everybody. Give them your Instagram, Twitter, and your website so they know where to follow you. Awesome. Y'all can find me at www. I think nobody does www. Anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Zoom. Remember on the end of Zoom, there you said www. Zoom. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> www.ashleyaugust.com. And you can find me on Instagram at August. Will Sun. That's August W I L L S U N. It's the red lips is my little logo. Oh, uh, yeah, and come say hello. Oh, absolutely. And we will put links to that, no doubt, and make yes, sure everybody follows you and goes your way. And listen, you have been an absolute delight, Ashley, to talk to. Yeah, you have seriously. been a lot of fun, and your Burnthal impression was perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that was great. This was my dog. Get in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. That's so funny. Uh, well, what we like to do at the end of our guest segment is have our guests leave with a little piece of advice for those up and comers trying to break into the industry. So, what advice would you give uh, to everybody? trying to break into the industry and what pitfalls would you try to say to avoid um avoid not believing in yourself yes. let's get that out the way right now um and advice, i would say they need you you have to walk into every room every situation saying they need me mm-hmm. they're looking for me your type your size your ethnicity your race your gender your background whatever it is they need you and they're Mm. waiting for you to show up and show them the missing piece of the puzzle you are it yes that's it yes if we we begin to judge ourselves and think about what they think that's not helpful to anyone Mm -hmm. and you know walk in there knowing that it's yours and if it's not yours then they made a mistake and oh. you're just going to keep being you and keep, you know, killing it in another room. Yes. Oh, study. my gosh. Read, read. Go read. Yes. Exactly. Please go read some plays. Go study with someone. Um, get some feedback. If you can't afford classes, get some friends together and work on some materials. Use YouTube, you know. Mm-hmm. They have so many amazing, like, SAG Foundation has all these interviews with people um, who are so inspiring so amazing you can learn a lot uh, by watching but a lot by doing too so get Mm -hmm. some friends together uh, read some plays together get some feedback Uh, but yeah mainly know that they need you I love that because, Seriously. I mean, I've said this countless times and I could not agree more. If you don't believe it yourself, you can't convince anybody else to believe it. So I love the thought of walk in the room and let them know they need you. That's perfect. I love that advice. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. And listen, open invite. <laughs> Anytime you want to come back and talk about anything, join us for a segment on the show. Just talk to shit. I mean, you know, you're an open invite. You can come back anytime you'd like. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, give me a year. Let's see if I meet Beyonce. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Our Wonderful goal for our podcast is to get Oprah on the show. That's so. right. We're, we're steady working for oh. Oprah, so... <laughs> I, this could happen, okay? My best friend's fiance writes for Oprah's network. We're getting close. See, we're we getting go. close. We're we getting will close. collaborate. We will make this happen. We'll yeah. get Oprah and Beyonce and you all on the show at once. Yes. We'll drop it right here. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> yes, I will be on Oprah's show with Beyonce. Yes. This is how we're all going to come together. Oh my gosh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> well, listen, stay warm and have a great rest of the week. And uh, we will talk to you soon. And thank you so much for talking to us today. We've really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Y'all were amazing. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Now. Take care. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just talk about the passion for the industry. And no matter what, even if your parents don't believe in you, she was going after yeah. that shit. From a young age, you heard it like at five, six, six years, years old. old, she's writing the goal down. Because <laughs> yeah. we all know until exactly. you write it down, you know. But mm-hmm. she knew. I mean, I love that. And yeah. she was like telling everybody, yeah. no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Exactly. And now here she is. And it even just shows you that watching film and watching television, that is learning in this industry. Yeah. Like that, it is picking up knowledge of what to do and what not to do, what you like and what you don't like. Yep. So that's just. It's epic. And uh, yeah, I mean, and she's another fine example of, and I really love hearing stories like this. That, like, look, I didn't have my parents around mm-hmm. all the time. I was by myself a lot. Yeah. You know, because how many times you hear, oh, my life sucked. Yeah, this or that. Exactly. Not her. She's like, no, my life was good. I was alone and they were busy, but yeah. I used it as an advantage exactly. to get what I want. You got and shit done. That's what you, I mean, how many times do we say this to each other on a daily basis or to people that we know in it? Life is only as good or bad as you make yep. it. It's all about exactly. the decisions you make, and Ashley August is making the right decisions. Hell yeah. She's killed. Beyonce, meet this woman. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we talk about how big of a show that would be? Though? That would be yeah. huge. <laughs> Beyonce, oh Oprah, and Ashley August. We got, we got Queen B, O, and Ashley <laughs> on the show. That would be, oh my gosh, dude. Oh, that would man. be so epic. Hell yeah. All right, now it is time for Spencer Trinwith. Man, this guy has an amazing story. Almost paralyzed, but then came back and got cast in one of the biggest movies that might come out next year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he's been in like Homeland, Veep, Law & Order, SVU, just a ton of stuff. Uh, yeah, so inspiring. This guy, man, he just did not give up after the diagnosis mm-hmm. and was committed to continue the career. And Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun uh, talking to him. Yeah, definitely. Hello. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's hey, Spencer. man, Spencer, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, not too much. You know, we're living the dream. <laughs> good, yeah. Likewise, it feels oh. good, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels uh, fantastic, man. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, and thank you for joining us today. Hell yeah! Oh no, no, no. Pleasure is all mine. Really, thank you so much for having me. Oh man, we're excited about this uh, interview, man. Look, doing the research and, and and studying up on you and getting ready, man. Your story is so inspiring, and I think the listeners are just oh. gonna love hearing what you've overcome and just the dedication and the passion that you have for your craft and what you wanted to do. It's just amazing, man. Oh, really? That's, that's really, really, um, that's really too kind. And I, um, yeah, I think it's always good to have, I don't know. I think a lot of people with 
um, you know, some of those circumstances, uh, uh, you know, asked me often, like, gosh, like, you know, that, that saga, which we'll probably get into a little more, you know, took so long, like, do you feel like you wasted, you know, all that time? And, and there really are so many positive things that can come from negative things. And it's not just about like saying that just to try and be positive, but like there are so many really wonderful uh, takeaways from hardships. Yeah. You know, agreed. Agreed. Well, okay. So what we'd like to do first, and by the way, you're talking with Dustin and Logan today. Yep. 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 Oh, what we like to do first? Dustin, which one's Logan? Uh, I'm Dustin. And I'm Logan. Okay, got it. All right. (laughs) Um, What we like to do first is just kind of, you know, talk a little bit about your background and how you got into the the business and everything. We have a lot of listeners who are aspiring to get into the industry. So so we always kind of like to give a little background and how you got into it and how it got started. So we'll kind of go from there. It's very conversational, man. Not so much a QA, and a just a conversation around the table, having a good time. And and we'll kind of go into some stuff. Yeah, that sounds great. So cool. A couple of really cool things that jumped out at me that I thought were really cool. You you you've mentioned several times that you felt like you were born to do this, that you that you were kind of born into it. And you do your parents were actors, if I'm not mistaken. And named mm-hmm. after Spencer Tracy, right? So let's just yes, kind of yes. jump right in there. How did you how did it all start to come about? Well, uh, yeah, how did it I mean I think that there was just so much exposure um at you know when i was young at that point my my father um he uh was no longer acting and um doing other things but he was still directing a lot so i think that just kind of growing up and being um you know hanging out with him uh just in theaters all the time too. I was just, I was there, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, certainly my, my siblings were very much into theater. Um, I have a lot of siblings and I swear that like every one of them has been in Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream code like 15 <laughs> times. <laughs> it's like I a family ritual can, at this I point, right? Sing that whole, Labrata without even, you know, like I've never even been in the show, but uh, my, yeah, my siblings were always in productions too. It was just <laughs> constantly bombarded with it. And so, you know, when you have a lot of exposure to something like that, uh, you end up, you know, kind of, I don't know, picking it up and saying, well, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. what is this about? And um, I think that that's kind of how that, that started, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And then so so you started, you said you mentioned you did a lot of theater uh, growing up. And uh, I guess, that's so funny because I, all I kept thinking when you were saying that's like a family ritual. Everybody's got to be in this. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and then so uh, – so how where does it go from did you did you start doing were you like so many that got into commercials and television early or was it something that you wanted no, to you know for me and and maybe it was all of like the medieval video games that I grew up playing or something but like I loved Shakespeare mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't get enough of it mm-hmm. and um, I that's really where did this gigantic love really came from was um you know i was so uh intrigued by 
the language and, um, you know, and honestly, like people, I think get really tripped up, you know, by the language, but like at the end of the day, it's sort of the same kind of, you know, basic profanity jokes that, you know, we all love and think are funny. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, so yeah, for me, it was really, it was really, uh, Shakespeare that ended up, um, really spurring on that, that drive for me and, and the, um, feeling like this is more than just a love, but this can also be a career for me Mm -hmm. as well. Fantastic. Oh, nice, nice. And then that drive and determination took you to the University of North Carolina, right? Yeah, it did. I I knew right away I was, you know, I was a terrible, terrible academic student. <laughs> I was really, like, if I could go back, I really wish I could, like, even apply myself, like, one one third of, of what I actually I, I'm in the same boat but, man I completely understand yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny though because as soon as I did get into that um, a lot of um, teachers and th- uh, you know other students like I think that people really started to kind of understand that mm-hmm. like, oh like this is really what this guy is about yeah you know? and and from there everything just kind of took off you know yeah um, definitely uh, applying for, um, you know, arts, uh, colleges. I knew I wanted to go to a conservatory. I knew I was going to be, I was, I was going to do terribly at a liberal arts. And I also knew that, uh, I really wanted to, uh, totally dedicate myself to this, to this art mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and really make it a career. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and that's I think that I think that's so important too. I think when you realize you have the passion, you have the drive. This is what you want. I, I like that you had a plan because I think so many times people are so unsure. It's like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. How can I get there? How do I achieve it? And I, I think it's important to write down the goals and have a plan. And, and it sounds like you knew exactly what you wanted to do, where you wanted to go, where your strengths were. And I mean, that's the way to do it. I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I I think so too, and and certainly with this profession, I think you you like you know if you're going to have it be your profession, I, I think it's wonderful too that like so much of it also can be. I don't know. There are some other improv groups that I've done, and um, you know some of the people that kind of come in from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're uh, of different occupations there are so many awesome you know, there's so many different points and levels that you can do this art but right. i think to to have it as your career it it takes a ton of discipline mm-hmm. and and a plan too agreed um, because you know oftentimes it can be uh, a very volatile uh, occupation, honestly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As far as, you know, when you're working, it's great. And then when you have downtime, how are you planning that your next, you know, your next project? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be incredibly uh, focused. You cannot just wing it, 
You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have to you have to be prepared for the rejection. I mean, the industry is just I mean based oh, yeah. on rejection. So yeah. I mean, you've got to have a plan to deal with that yeah. as well. So. Definitely need the thick oh, skin. Yeah. yeah. You. It's it's so interesting because um, you know the art form itself requires you to be um, like really really vulnerable mm-hmm. you know agreed uh, but the, the the business aspect of it also I think requires you to be very cagey and um, mm-hmm. and very pragmatic yeah and not take things personally you know and, yeah uh, I think a lot of that is also about uh, you know shifting gears. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a great way to describe it. Yeah, I, I I've never it. thought of it like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, people really have to be prepared for something like that. You have to be ready to show all of your emotions, and then you have to be ready to swim with the sharks in the same day. Like, yeah, same day, exactly. And um, and I think that that does take uh practice. Oh yeah, definitely. And sometimes I catch myself too. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like, okay, I have to. I have to recalibrate. Right. And, um, you know. Yeah, reassess know, things. You know, yeah. Which hat I need to put on. Yeah. Right now. Okay, so so, so let's talk about that because that's a good transition. Recalibrate and readjust and have to rethink things. So you're rolling along. You're in school. You're doing what you want. You you got the plan all set out and everything, and then boom, you're you're diagnosed with with disc disease. You know, uh, degenerative yeah. disc disease. Degenerative disc disease. Yeah. Which, um, uh, you know, pretty much as we get older, it's, you know, a natural occurrence, right? Right. We get older and, and things start, you know, not working like they used to, unfortunately. Um, however, with my situation, it was a um, freakishly accelerated, oh, man. Uh, I guess, uh, pre-existing condition, more or less. So, I mean, even, even into college, like, I was having... I was having issues with it, mm. um, but you know, because it is a degenerative condition, mm-hmm. it also it only gets worse and worse and worse over time. Right, right. You know, it's it's fixed. Um, yeah, and that was uh, I really, you know, I was an athlete my whole life Mm -hmm. and uh was always very very healthy um you just you never know what your you know what challenges are suddenly going to to happen yeah Uh, and you know we call it acting because it's a very you know it's a very active uh activity Mm -hmm. right so um you know uh, sitting, standing, all of these things that we just kind of do, yeah, suddenly became like a luxury for me mm. if I if I could do it, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't even, yeah. There were many many days um, where I, I I couldn't really do any of those things. Oh my goodness. Um, and that said, I still found ways to uh, create and be creative Mm -hmm. and um one of those was um producing music oh nice uh, that for me was really um uh really kept my morale very very high um you know in part it was 
I think the, the main issue is that people could see that there was something uh, going on mm-hmm. with me, but that I was so young to right. have fusion surgery. Right. Which is, um, yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> pretty graphic thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's really big, but it's also quite routine at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got turned away time and time again, time and time again. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was really, really disheartening mm. to be in a place where, I, you know, I couldn't, not only could I just not do what I love, but like, I couldn't really have much of a social life. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't like, I couldn't just have that sort of spontaneity that, you know, we all just naturally have. Right. Um, and so, you know, met with people kind of being like, there's nothing we can do for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, though, it's like you clearly are in a place where you can't, uh, you know, you can't be a functioning person. Right. So. So how, what, how's that? Pro- I mean, was there ever a time? Yeah, because you said, you know, you kept the morale high and yeah, the, the music helped to get through. Was there ever a point where you like, this is it. I'm, I'm just I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do for my life. And I mean, did you did you ever hit that point? You know, I I would hit that point, but I never felt like I was like living at that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know, on that level, which I think was really, really incredibly important for for me to do. Um, but certainly, I mean, I did, yeah, I feel like the... The you know the high school quarterback go you know who's being scouted by all yeah. these great you know schools and things like that and that you know like suddenly you can't play anymore and yeah, right. like what do you what do you do mm-hmm. yeah it's really um, yeah I've I've said this a couple of times before but um, you know my birthday is April twenty first and my my surgery was on April twelfth and. And I really consider April 12th to be my second birthday. Like, so much so, like, I'm buying a fucking cake for myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Oops. Um, no, you're no, good. You're fine, but, man. But, um, <laughs> We've got the E next to this podcast. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Well, if I can keep it to one, then, then we're doing all right. All right. There you go. <laughs> Damn, I can't even keep it to one. You're okay. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. So yeah, I but there was still this part of me. Uh, I I don't know. I just I still was like, there's got to be there's got to be something out there for me. There there just there just does, and I feel like I finally had the resources and the right doctor to. Um, to uh, really give me a, a treatment plan that would that would work, you know, right. because um, yeah, a lot of people, honestly, I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus, but would sort of kind of be like, "Here are some painkillers," like mm. that's about as best I could do for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and you don't want to get down going down that train. Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, yeah, because I, like I said, I've seen several quotes where you say that you did 
finally have the doctor that 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 was able to do what he did for you and get you on the track. And I, I love how you say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you the shout out as soon as Hell I get yeah. there." And I, I love yeah, that you Dr. did that, James Tazi. He's the man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nice he when you really can is. finally get somebody really that is. knows what you're going through and says, "Hey, we can fix this." Right? I mean that that's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I mean. <laughs> I do remember hearing, you know, this is what you're going to need. And there was a lot of uh, panic about that because I was like, oh, my God, like everything I've read from these online forums have just been like horror stories. Right. Horror oh, story man. You got to stay away from those, man. Doctors telling me, like, you know, you don't want to get this, never get this. Like, it's going to change you for forever. Right. And, like, I already can't do anything, so you know like what do i care right and i don't know i think that it's important i think if there is anybody that is feeling you know like they're considering that or not to actually hear a story and a circumstance where uh, it really it gave me my life back totally Absolutely. That's amazing. And I I think, like I said at the top of the show, it's just so inspiring because you had everything going, like you said. And, you know, when you're so athletic and you have all this stuff, you have your career planned out and and, and something like this happens. Unfortunately, so many times you see people who who don't make it through it, who give up and who just like accept that this is what it is. And it's always nice to see somebody overcome obstacles and continue to do what they want to do in life and and not let it stop them and i mean for all the listeners out there and i think your story fits for anything not just the physical ailment but the the mental stability that you had to get through it um and and, you know and continue to pursue the career and of which by the way it looks like you've done pretty well afterwards let's let's get into that a little bit i mean you're talking house of cards veep homeland law and order svu these are some huge shows man yeah um I had done the SVU before sort of things really um, uh, kind of hit the fan. Yeah. But, um, certainly the the summer that I have uh, that I had was uh, was really really awesome and so many um, wonderful opportunities. Uh, Wonder Woman sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Called uh, Really Love that's going to be coming out in, in 2019 with uh, Kofi Sirabo. Mm. Um, I did this short film, which was really the, the probably the highlight. I mean, Wonder Woman was really, really fantastic. But, <laughs> yeah. But the uh, the short film that I did, Saved by Grace, for me was so was really the highlight because it was World War Two action mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Stunts and uh, physical fighting and things like that. You know, honestly, so many things that I that I didn't get to do mm-hmm. uh, for so long. You know, and 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 here I am, like climbing out of trees and uh, killing Nazis and uh, doing all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I really had I really had a blast with that. Well, and I, I, that's a great thing to hear too, because you know you you hear things like Wonder Woman 1984, and and you and then you go, yeah, but the, what the highlight was was the short that I did, and I got to do this and this. You don't hear that very often, and yeah. I think that's a great thing because that just shows the passion that you have for the art and for what you do. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's a giant blockbuster with Gal Gadot or if you're working on a short film and you get to, you're more excited about being able to do the physical stuff that you hadn't been able to do, and I love that. That's such an inspiring story right there and and thanks i mean i think that you know they all have like 
every project you go into, I mean, I think that's also one of the things that I really love about this occupation is, is so, you know, different projects are all just, it's so different, you know, I mean, right. you go from working on a, you know, a, 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 a romantic comedy and now, you know, you're, um, doing some sort of horror thriller and you are an axe murderer or something. <laughs> right, you know? like... And then the, the dynamic that you have with the, the, the directors and the crew and the cast, you know, it's it's really, it's just such a wonderful collaborative mm-hmm. experience. I mean, I think for me, Wonder Woman has a very, very special place in my heart for a lot of reasons. I think also it was the first project that I worked on coming out of my uh, recovery, mm-hmm. you know, nice. so to, to come from totally, you know, square one to, right. you know, the Wonder Woman sequel mm-hmm. was, was really, really awesome and, um, yeah. and a very good uh, launching point for me. No, right. absolutely. And you got to do that in D.C., correct? You were, you were part of the filming yeah, that yeah, went on yeah, in D.C. Yeah, that was in D.C. Um, I mean, they were all over the map. Uh, yeah. really they were I think this this project I don't even know how many different cities they filmed in right um, but uh, yeah I, I had filmed in Washington DC awesome awesome and, and I also saw something because you brought up you know going from a romantic comedy to the horror and stuff I also saw that that uh, quote that you said that you really enjoy playing the villains I know you played one uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here but like in John Doe and you were excited because you got to be that guy that like the bad guy, but the bad guy that people were rooting for. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think with uh, with that character, certainly, um, yeah, maybe maybe we weren't rooting too much for that guy, but um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, going from that to the the Saved by Grace World War Two film, mm-hmm. where it's just like a totally different person altogether. Yeah, w- with you know different mannerisms and, and you know a, a different era to mm-hmm. I think that that's really something that I've been thinking about a lot is you know people just I mean it sounds so stupid and simple but it's like people just spoke differently and they carried themselves differently yeah. in each time period absolutely um, yeah it's just it's so much it's really so much fun it's been really fun for the um the the saved by grace is still in the film festival circuit nice. i guess we'll call it so it hasn't really had uh like a public release yet or mm-hmm. any of the streaming um you know Scythe is not um there yet but uh it's been particularly fun because People oftentimes are like, wait, is that you? Yeah. Right. That you? Um, that's what I really try to, I don't know, that's kind of what to go for. And that's what I really love about, uh, you know, acting. Definitely. It's fun to uh, be people outside of, you know, of, of who you are in your own day to day, which is why I think I like playing um, the villains. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, you, okay, you, clearly we, you've had you've had the films and you've done several TV shows. And every, um, do you get back to theater a lot? Do you do you do you find to try to make an effort to do theater as well? You know, I I absolutely love 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 the theater. I love the live audience. Mm-hmm. I love the rehearsal process. I love just like really. There's so many things. I I'm definitely coming back. 
um, at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when that will be, but um, yes. Yes. Uh, I will never not do theater. Um, and I think it was a, yeah, it's a really great place to, um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many, you know, public speaking in general is such an important skill to have. Agreed. For, you know, maybe some of your listeners who, who aren't actors, uh, you know, to, to really dare yourself to, to take that jump mm-hmm. because I don't know. I mean, theater is kind of terrifying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Agreed. Even, even for the people who, you know, do it all the time or have gone through conservatory training, you know, that 15 minutes before, uh, show time is, uh, yeah, it can be a little scary. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely. terrifying. And, <laughs> like, and you get that instant feedback, so you know right away. That's probably even more scary. You know right away whether you're doing well or not. Yeah. And, I mean, i got well, to imagine that, that's that terrifying. That take between the relationship that you have with the audience mm-hmm. is just is really so special. And that in film, but it's just in a different way. Right. You know? um, whereas, yeah, the theater, I mean, you are really feeling that adrenaline and that energy mm-hmm. and the laughter of crying mm-hmm. all right there. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. So, Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I definitely at some point will be getting, will be getting back to, to the stage. And really, I hope uh, sooner than Nice. Yeah. Well, if you had the chance to like try something different in the entertainment industry, would you try something else like writing, directing, producing, something like that? Yeah, certainly. I, I have I have so many ideas as far as you know goes, um, and uh, I think you know I've been talking with some of my friends about I don't know just like what is it about just taking this like idea that you have in your head mm-hmm. and and you could just say oh well it's kind of a cool idea and then just not really do anything with it right kind of let it steep in your head all day long but but what would happen if with these ideas that you have these creative ideas or projects like what if you just do it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh and and really see where that takes you because that's where you know everyone who's a writer has that same kind of initial inspiration yeah definitely uh and uh so so i've i've done that and um i I do have uh, something that is uh, in the works. Oh, snap. Exciting, Um, exciting stuff. Little tease. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little tease. It's it's a political uh, comedy. Oh, nice. Which I think is, uh, you know, I'm I'm very excited about um, about getting to share uh, further. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely... Definitely timely and relevant at this point. Yeah, so sure I, I think yes, I think it it's a good is. project. <laughs> well, that's always the end. Yeah, well, that's always the where we say we'll have to have you back on. And, exactly. You know, talk about of that. course. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I want to hang out with you all. Yeah, of there course, you go. Bro. Of course. And we're coming yeah. out to LA in May, so we can do it all Absolutely. in studio next time. That's right. Now let me ask you guys. So, so what is your acting? background oh man, man we we've been i've been in the industry i then now i'm gonna have to call out my age uh, yeah right? like, a little bit i've of... been in the industry for about 24 25 years now done just about everything i started off in a little college film doing some acting 
Uh, and I still occasionally do a little here or there, but, uh, and then I got behind the camera and I did key grip. I really worked my way up all the way into producing, but I tried to do a little bit of everything on the crew so that as a producer, I could actually know who the hell I was hiring and what they actually did. Um, you know, cause how do you do that if you don't know what they do? So I tried to get as much that way. Um, and then shoot, it's kind of morphed. Now we're doing this podcast and Mm -hmm. we're kind of doing the whole talk show thing. And, and it's, it's, we've worked in, um, broadcast television, uh, all kind, all over the map, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though. I love how, you know, like evolving, um, you know, these, these careers are. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. And, uh, Definitely to your to your point, it's so important. I think to uh, you know to understand you know the um, the, the crew side of things. Right, agreed. Of, of, of crew mm-hmm. and costume work and makeup and I don't know, you know, all of that. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think so many people are concerned, the generalized public, if you will, with the above the line. Yeah. And nobody, you know, nobody stays for the credits for below the line. And without these people, nothing happens. Exactly. So nothing uh, yeah. fucking happens. Exactly. That's, so that's why every time I go on to uh, a set to work, you know. Uh, whether that's I don't know the the short film or Wonder Woman, I shake everybody's hand and yes. I say thank you so much because really you know there's you need every single person right down to the craft services absolutely to to have this thing you know stay afloat right and uh, you know I think that's just what's so special about you know film and theater and mm-hmm. all of that is is truly how collaborative and how many people it takes you know yeah uh, to to have any of this work at all mm-hmm. well said that's absolutely and I, I don't think a lot of people realize these are the people that are working job to job they're not making exactly. 20 million dollars and they do it because they love what they're doing and yeah, yeah for uh, kudos to you man I, I love to hear people come on here who are in front of the camera especially and say i shake the hand of everybody no, i get to know everybody all about I, the crew yeah yes. all about the crew they make you look good they light you well <laughs> that's right you know, they they are your ultimate support yeah and, agreed uh, so yeah i feel like it's it's really really important to have that you know camaraderie mm-hmm. uh Right out of the gate. Absolutely. Uh, yes, definitely. Well, listen, man, it's been great talking to you today. Like, you're awesome. Like, just hearing your backstory and where you come from, it's honestly amazing. Without doubt. Well, I really, really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks, yeah. guys, so much. And uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to hang out and uh, chat again at some point. Yes, oh, of course, of course. So what but, we like to do yes. uh, at the end is we always ask our guests because we do have so many people that listen uh, that are aspiring to get into it. We always like to ask what advice would you have for somebody trying to get into the industry, and what pitfalls and or things would you say to look out for for people that are trying to get into the industry. Yeah, I I would say a big thing and a thing that I've maybe I've touched on a little bit already, but uh, something that I'm just understanding more and more every day is that you, the actor, are the product. 
you are your own brand. Yes. And it's very, very important. It's essential, actually, at this point, too, the way that social media is to treat yourself as a brand, Mm -hmm. as a product, and to, um, you know, put as much hard work um, you know, in the, in your artistry and and take your classes and and train and all of that, but also do the things, uh, at an equal level on the business side Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. Well now you brought it up. So we're going to give a shout out. Where can people find you on social media? Cause it is extremely important. uh, Yes. Mostly on Instagram, the gram, the gram. And it's just at Spencer Trinwith. Awesome. Gotcha. And that last name is T-R-I-N-W-I-T-H. All right. I say that because my last name is straight out of Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. So, yeah. At least you know. That's like, true. Yeah. Fantastic. And you're also on Twitter, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. Yeah. Same, uh, same thing, at Spencer Trinwith? Yep. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so much. That was really fun. Oh, yeah, man. We you. had a blast, dude. And like I said, open invite. Anytime you want to come back on and talk about your projects or, you know, just want to shoot the shit with us, bro, <laughs> come on back. Absolutely. I'm down. All awesome. right, man. Take care and you have a great rest of the week, buddy. And we'll be in touch soon. All right. Take care, guys. See all right. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, man. Just hearing his story and like, I mean, that you're down and out. Like, yeah, I mean, what yeah. do you do? You yeah. can't sit. You can't stand. Like, mm. Yeah, you know, and and I feel for him because, and I'm not going to go into it too much, but I've had that same issue yeah. where you're young and you have an, a, a medical problem, and yeah. the doctors just shoo you off. Nah, you're too young. Mm-hmm. That's not you know. They don't take you seriously. Yeah, I think like, he's, oh, that's just for old people. Yeah, he yeah. said it perfectly. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I heard uh, they don't take me seriously. Yeah, and, and it's like well, okay, yeah. so good for him, man. Yeah, he's just seriously. so inspiring. Hell and, yeah, and much success to him. Yeah, uh, seriously. You know. Thank you again, Spencer Twinwith for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for our top five segment. This week, it is top five Marvel villains that have been on TV shows or movies. So we want to just clarify because not a lot of us, I mean, can go back to the comic books. I mean, I'm just saying I can't. So no. So that's why we chose. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And some, I mean, look, this one was apparently harder than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. It wasn't hard for me at all Mm because I'm a geek, but (laughs) apparently people couldn't come up with enough villains for just the MCU. So we had to just say Marvel films. Little Cam. So, Little Cam. (laughs) So that would include like the Venom movie Mm -hmm. that just came out because that's Sony and while it's Spider-Man, it's not an MCU film. But So we just made Marvel villains. Yeah. Marvel villains. Yes, yes. Ladies, you got them? Yeah. um, I think one of mine is uh, the Joker. Mm. Just kidding. No. No. (laughs) I just want to see the look on Dustin. Geeks everywhere (laughs) went. I'm just kidding. No, that's not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, okay. I was a little like, what? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I just had this discussion with Little Camp. <laughs> I just right. wanted to see your face. Okay. Just kidding. For real, though. So, um, so uh, you see, I'm wearing a Stan Lee shirt. One of mine is uh, Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, yes. Kurt Russell. Yeah. No. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another one, largely because of the actor, is. Adrian Toomes or the Vulture from mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Freaking love Michael Keaton. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Um, and Thanos. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because I mean, he's just, he's so all-encompassingly, you know, villainous. And also he's, 
his reasoning behind it is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. He, he believes, I mean, though that most of these villains do believe that they're doing good, but he really does believe that, you know, death right. is a good thing. And she doesn't want him to snap. And yeah. Like, and make her go, make her go into like yeah. dust well, particles, you know. <laughs> Staying on the good side. Thanos, I like you and all. <laughs> I deserve to stay. <laughs> um, and then my probably ultimate favorite one is uh, Wilson Fisk. Kingpin. Yes. Version. Yes. I don't think I've seen him represented in anything else, but mm. he's that's such a good, mm. good Michael Clark Duncan yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't good. <laughs> rest in peace though. Yeah, rest in that's peace. rest in peace. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Little Cam. I like how she gave the real names. Yeah. Like Vulture's real name and Kingpin's yeah, real name. Yeah, she was well ready. Done. She was oh, ready. I had an honorable mention I forgot. Um, Hella. I liked her too. Mm. Though she didn't have like a second name. It was just That would be like in name. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. I did like her too. I thought she was pretty cool. Mm. So. Indeed. Okay. That's it for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have Kingpin too. Mm. Okay. And then he's going to glare at me if I call him by any other name. So Winter Soldier. There you go. Which is Bucky, but it's okay. Bucky what? <laughs> Barnes. 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 All right, all right, all right. I don't pay that close attention. Uh, <laughs> this was a tough one for Lil' Cam. She is not a comic nerd. It's okay. I'm not. It's okay. Uh, and then I have Venom. That's why they were making fun of me, because I needed a fifth one, and that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> and then Loki and Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're big fans of Michael B. Jordan and, and Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's exactly why. I almost put Loki on mine, but he goes back and forth, and that's part of why. It I know. So interesting. Mm-hmm. It makes him a good villain, but it, you know. Yeah. Also yeah. I, I, see, I I put him on mine because I, the first Avengers is like yeah. one of my all time favorites. Yeah. So I got Thanos, Killmonger, Kingpin, Loki, and one that nobody else has said yet. Ronan from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, mine, uh, mine is very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine is also Kingpin because I just think Vincent D'Onofrio is like the end all be all. Yeah, I'd like perfect to see him in interpretation. every Marvel thing ever. Yeah. Um, Thanos, of course. I mean, come on. Uh, Loki. I like that he goes back and forth. Yeah. You never know. I think he's just always deceptively evil. Though. Seriously. Even when he's yeah. trying to be good, he's got something going. Yeah. He's, like, got he's like a sneaky little um, shit. I liked Red Skull. Um, mm-hmm. I thought both versions of him, even when the, the new version uh, in in the latest Avengers movie, by, spoiler if nobody knew, it's yeah. a different actor. Yeah, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I like Red Skull. I think he's a good villain. And I have Jonah from Marvel's Runaways. Mm. So yeah. he's pretty badass. Yeah. 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 Um, if you haven't watched Runaways yet, yeah, watch. Runaways. I heard it was pretty good. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah it's still need to get through. And the it's Julian first McMahon, who for those who who are like true comic book geeks know he played Doctor Doom in the first Fantastic Four movie. Oh shit, he was on Nip Tuck and like yeah, oh, yeah he's a great actor, phenomenal actor, and he plays oh, Jonah and he's pretty bad. Oh man, somebody could have said Doctor Doom, but somebody I mean, do do we want to talk about those Fantastic Four films though? So it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go on the record and say I didn't hate them. Yeah, I didn't hate them. Yeah. Like, mm. everybody attacked it because they're, oh, they're so campy and they're so stupid. They're supposed to be campy. Yeah. They're comical. They're, yeah. That's what they're supposed to be. I yeah. mean, could it be better? Sure. Yeah. But, it, I mean. Yeah, I just felt like it was. They, I didn't they were both really boring. Both. Uh, that's what I felt like anyway. 
I didn't watch the second Fantastic Four of the first I installment. Didn't really, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. I had high hopes you for that one. You got a different version. <laughs> Fantastic Fur. Fur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like the one yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Anymore. Yeah. It just. Yeah. It is. It is what it is. But, but if they're in the hands of MCU now. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we shall see what happens. Blunt and Krasinski. I'm just saying. Yeah. They would be the perfect Mister and Mrs. Yeah. Fantastic. Great top five segment. Yes. All right. Now it's time to take it back in time a little bit uh, with the Gaffer segment. This day in history. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It will for always be known as that. The Gaffer segment. Yeah. I'm That's just. Okay. I'm just letting you know. That's all right. Although I'm not even this old. I wasn't <laughs> around for this one. So this is a good one though. On this day. In 1952, mm. Elizabeth succeeds King George VI to the British throne, is oh. proclaimed the Queen of oh, England, man. and has been there ever since. Has been there ever she since. Is still there. I saw oh. like a Facebook post of her and like all the presidents since she's been yeah. queen. And there's like seven or eight. Dude, it's like, crazy. If you, if you do presidents and prime ministers yeah. and popes and like all these people mm-hmm. that she's just seen coming out, yeah, seriously, it's insane. Um, this is interesting though because we should mention. You know, you see this. If you don't know how this all went down, mm-hmm. she wasn't even supposed to be the queen. No. Because King George the Sixth wasn't even supposed to be king. His exactly. Brother was His brother king was. He didn't was. want it because mm-hmm. he was having an affair. Mm-hmm. And so he abdicated the throne to Elizabeth's father. Yeah. Otherwise, Queen Elizabeth never even becomes queen. Exactly. So, yeah, you see all this in The Crown, season the crown. one. I say someone's been watching The Crown. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and we should bring lesson. up, you know, this is the big season, the big yeah. transition to the What's it going to be queen. like? Yeah. Olivia Coleman takes over for Claire Foy. Yeah. And who... I, we should say is probably a great actor. She was nominated for an a- yeah. Oscar this year uh, for the favorite. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Team Claire. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, really like Claire Foy. I was like, you've got so too. much computer technology and so much just makeup geniuses up. out there. Just age her up. Yeah. I mean, she's brilliant in the role. But yeah, I haven't seen. I mean, look what they do with Mandy Moore in This Is Us. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm I mean, just it just saying. I feel like they should have just aged Claire up. Yeah. Not no knock against Olivia Coleman because I I don't know. Yeah, I haven't exactly. really seen her in anything, so I can't make a judgment. But yeah, no. yeah, that's gotta freak you out as the actor or actress that's being like aged up and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah yeah like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, well, and, i mean i got to imagine though too to flip it a little bit for olivia coleman when somebody just i mean does what they do with the character like claire foy mm-hmm. did yeah to have to step into those shoes and it's one of those things like where you want to try to make it your own mm-hmm. but you got a constant comparison like i yeah. feel like Heath Ledger, anybody trying to follow yep. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Who Heath Ledger himself said trying to follow Jack Nicholson exactly. was like, what do I and do? difficult. It's got to be a difficult thing as an well, actor. And not only that, it's, it's based on a real person. You know, exactly. you have to match it to the actual woman. Because, oh, you mm-hmm. know, with the Joker, there's never been one per- specific Joker that exactly. was the actual guy. You know, exactly. You have to match this other actress's mm-hmm. performance plus make it match the real lady. Exactly. I'm look though, I'm excited about this about this season because I mean, aside from the switch in the actors, but yeah. this is where we see Prince Charles and Diana, Diana. and you know, that whole drama yeah. and and the Reagan thing coming into yeah. it with the whole I mean and Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like so it's exciting badass. stuff, I mean, man. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Netflix has got some good stuff coming. They really yeah. do. Uh, uh, word of the, the day? <laughs> yeah, word of the day. <laughs> yeah, watch well, word the of crown. the day should have been crown, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not. 
It is, and we should mention Chris Soundman still doing Soundman stuff. Mm-hmm. So he wants to get filleted for him. We swear he's not dead. We didn't. Yeah, remember. yeah, he's still he's still, he's still yeah, around. I swear, doing sounds for somebody else. That's if you fine. love a Soundman, you have to let him go free. Exactly. If he loves you back, he'll come back. He'll come back. <laughs> That's right. If it was meant to be, he'll come back. And if he doesn't, it just wasn't. All right. Flies free. <laughs> What's yeah. happening? Word of the day, psychophant. Psychophant. Like yes, yeah, psychophant. That is attempting to win favor from influential people by using flattery. There you go. Otherwise, yeah. kissing ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's what basically the word means, an yeah. ass kisser. Oh, my goodness. So if goodness. you're a psychophant, you're yeah. an ass kisser. But I um, mean, it, it it's better than what you were going to pick for the word of the day, if that meant, like, lover of wine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now I can't even write neophile. Something, something neophile. weird like that. I think it was neophile. Yeah. Okay, now it is time for the box office predictions. Reverend... JLo Fantastic is here to bring you with Reverend Fantastic. Is that what we're going to start calling? Yeah, like like Run DMC. There we go. There we go. Well, let's talk about last week how I did. I actually did really good with the numbers. I got everything right with the numbers, but I only I flip flopped uh, two and three on my box office predictions. So. Let's get started with number one. Number one was Glass last week. I predicted around 10 to 15 million, and it got around 9.5 million. Pretty close. I uh, am, yeah, you know, you know. Um, number two was The Upside with 8.7 million. I predicted it to be number three, but I did predict 5 to 10 million. So I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, Miss Bala was number three. I predicted that one to be number two last week. It got 6.9 million. I predicted 5 to 10 million. And like I said, at number two. But uh, I got number four right, uh, Aquaman, with $4.9 million. I predicted 3 to $5 million. And number five was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe, which I predicted with $4.5 million. I predicted 3 to $5 million. So, mm, feeling I good. I got to tell you, I am impressed and very happy that Aquaman and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse are still in there. Still yeah, there. In the top five yeah. after all these months. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, man. but I mean, they're... There's like five movies coming out this week, so it's probably the last week for that. I bet they say in the top ten, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Movies coming out this week, Cold Pursuit. We talked about that one a little bit earlier with uh, the Liam Neeson situation. He's got a particular set of skills. He does. He really does. (laughs) This guy makes the same fucking movie every every time, and people still go see it. It's just the same damn movie. Exactly. It's like a guy, he loses a family member, he goes and hunts down the kid, kills him. I mean... Apparently, it's the role he was born to play. He's been playing since he was a teenager in Ireland. Oh, my gosh. Got a particular role. Yeah. Like, it, that's what it is. That's right. I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, Cold Pursuit, uh, the Lego movie, the second installment oh, of that. Oh, nice. It's called The Second Part. Nice. <laughs> um, the Prodigy, that's a new one coming out. And What Men Want. Oh, that yeah. is uh, Taraji Henson's new yeah. one. So yeah. that yeah. one's going to... That's the one where she can, like, read guys' minds yeah. or some shit. That's a looks... remake of What wi- What Women Want. Yeah. Yeah. Is... Yeah. Uh, which some people are old enough to remember and some aren't. Yeah. I, I remember I, it. I had, no, I had no idea. It's Mel Gibson. It's, it's literally... The exact really? same movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, just flip flopped. Yeah. Just flip flopped. It, um, it was him where he could hear what women wanted. Yeah. I it's mean, actually a pretty good movie. Is it? I would. It really, yeah, I think it's uh, worth Judy checking Greer out. Judy Greer was in it, and like Helen um, Hunt. 
Yeah, Helen Hunt. And, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. before Mel had all the problems. You know. It was still, yeah. yeah. Just, but, he seems like he's doing better lately. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe he was just super, super drunk. Sometimes yeah, people right. get really it's dumb. Yeah. Some people like, like tune into our Oscar party. Mm, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like some people just want to hurt people's feelings and say stupid stuff yeah. when they're like blackout drunk. Agreed. So. I am glad he's kind of got it fixed though and because yeah. he's a great director. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. I'm glad that he realized, okay, I made this this ass of myself publicly so i'm gonna continue working in the entertainment business on the other side of the camera yeah so and that's he's a smart great, i mean hacksaw rich you know, got nominated i mean mm-hmm. he's a great passion of christ that's right <laughs> yeah. and, and braveheart braveheart okay, no earlier yeah that's yeah, you know what yeah. we don't, we don't want to talk referring to yeah. like, is that what he was yeah. oh yeah when he I, said william wallace and you had yep, no nope, idea no idea <laughs> he was shitty Yep, that happened. But movies that are, <laughs> yeah, movies that are still out. It's okay. It's You're fine. Now. It's like, fine. Oh my goodness. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider Universe is still out. Aquaman, Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Escape Room, A Dog's Way Home, The Basis of Sex, Replicas, The Upside, Glass, Serenity, The Kid Who Would Be King, and Miss Bala. There's a lot of good content. There's out a right lot now. of good content out there. You know that you said you said Escape Room, and I just I, I mean, how many people want to see us go live? Like at an escape room. We've been yes, talking about this forever. I know. Who doesn't want to see Crazy Ant try to get out of an I escape know. room? It would be fun. I mean, it, of course, if we fail and it's yeah, locked, it would totally suck for us. Which one were we talking about? Like the one where we were hanging strapped to the yeah, wall yeah, or whatever? Yeah, like, like, yeah what? where we're handcuffed to the wall. Um, yeah, and you gotta... only some people from Crazy Ant would be in that. Because <laughs> your girl ain't doing that. Latte's oh, like, oh, no. no. I got a claustrophobia thing and yeah. a restrained thing. And it, uh, oh, no. Oh. I understand. Well, you could be you the can... killer that comes back. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's yeah, fine. I mean, you you I have to be there, but there is apparently a role where like it's it's one of the people is the killer yeah. that comes back. Mm. So and we have to try to escape. But now the everyone knows. Back. Now everyone already knows. Isn't it supposed to be a secret thing? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> the okay. cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Wait, which one's the killer? Fucking Tavia. It's fucking Tavia. Okay to be a killer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oh my gosh. But anyway, box office. Um, number one this week. I think the Lego Movie. That a lot of kids okay. yeah, love that shit. Uh, I think that's gonna be a. <laughs> that's gonna be around like. That's how they say, it. Mom. I love this shit. Bring me. <laughs> Bring me the Lego Movie. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to get around 50 to 60 million. Number two, I think it's going to be what men want with around 20 to 25 million. Number three, I think will be Cold Pursuit with around 10 to 15 million. Number four, The Prodigy with around 5 to 10 million. Number five, I think Glass will hang around with around 5 to 7 million. Interesting. Yeah, so we shall see. Basically, everything that's coming out except, well, yeah, everything that's coming out is going to be in the top five this week. Well, they better get, they better enjoy it for the next like week and a half two until weeks Captain Marvel the beginning. I mean, beginning of March is Captain Marvel, and nobody's going to beat Captain Marvel. Mm, no, come no. out and whoop everybody's ass. Yeah, so. yeah, just like Captain Marvel. That's right, just like Captain Marvel. <laughs> and can we just say it? I mean, I feel really confident in this, and we'll go back so you can listen to this show after it comes out. But I am gazillion percent Marvel will continue its streak that every single movie. Number one. number one. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Number one. For fairly sure. Certain, fairly certain Captain Marvel will keep. Oh, yeah. Down. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. agreed. Agreed. Like, nothing else is opening against it. So, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Just saying. I, can I just say one more thing? Because you said Lego, and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I hope that movie kicks ass because they've announced or they're at least hinting at a Funko Pop movie. Yes. Oh my God. If, if, so if the epic. Legos do really. And here's why I'm really excited. And the premise, this yeah. This be the first time that Marvel and DC are in a film together because they're talking about doing a crossover with Marvel and DC characters as Funkos. That'd be oh hilarious. God, that'd be so and they have the real people voicing them. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They can get like the actual actors from like the Justice League, the actual actors from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That, like, Oh my God, it'd be epic. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're a little obsessed with Funkos. Uh, if you follow us on social media. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. you know. You Anybody know. wants to send me a Stan Lee one. Yeah, yeah. If you got, yeah, with no, uh, with yeah, no costume. With, like, Excelsior. Yeah, or the know? gauntlet. Or, or the gauntlet. Thanos yeah, gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah, they're, they're pretty epic, pretty epic. Pretty but epic. anyway, switching it over to the music side of things, Billboard chart toppers. Ariana Grande is still at number one with seven rings. This is the second straight week on the Hot 100. Now, we actually listened to this song before this um, recording, and have you heard this song? No. Oh, my God. It's, what was Straight it? Straight ripoff from The Sound of Music. Yeah. Um... Like the hills are alive. Yeah, music, like yeah. it's straight rip off. I mean, like yeah. just total. I mean, there's not. Yeah, even, I was, yeah. I was like, what am well, I listening to? Well, it's good thing she's at the top of the chart because she won't be at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying. Into a little dispute with the producers, right. and she's not going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, yeah. This next one surprised me because I didn't even know they put out an album. I'm just saying, uh, Backstreet Boys. Oh, DNA. Yeah, first week uh, that just dropped last week, I guess. Um, okay. The Backstreet Boys still around? When when do like, they officially become like the Front Street Men? No, right? <laughs> I'm just saying they have been Backstreet Boys for a long ass time, right? Like those new kids on the block. No, it's no. like the old fucking old, man on the old on the man on the corner, right. like calling down a taxi. I think like, at some point you have to not be a boy band. I'm just saying, or like scoop can, squatting men <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the throne playing on Facebook men, right, like man. oh. Oh my goodness, that's so freaking great! Dad Congrats gods. to them, though. I mean, like, what they have, like, I don't know. Maybe they're still obligated for a couple more. Yeah, I mean. I, you know, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you for an amazing episode fifty-three. It's been fantastic getting crazy with you and telling you about all the latest stuff that's going down in Hollywood because it's crazy. It it's really, crazy. it really is. I mean, but make sure to follow us at all of our social media handles: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube at Crazy Ant Media. It's so great to follow us on social media because we post some crazy shit. And I mean, we're amazing. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, you can like and subscribe. Just ask the minister. <laughs> minister, fantastic. Um, <laughs> you can subscribe to our newsletter on crazyantmedia.com. That is our website. So make sure to head over there and check that out. And you sub- can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, Anchor, any of those good places. Like, leave a comment, leave some stars. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't. We, you know, we like to adjust shit. We like to appease the audience. You know, right. appeal to the audience. Do not forget about the Oscar Watch Party. Yes, that's yes, right. February 24th. That's so if right. you're not following us on Instagram and Twitter, make sure you do. Yeah. Because we're going to go live. Exactly. Be yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And also, don't forget about Oprah! Oprah! Oprah!